Okay, we should be on screen. Did you hit record too? Yeah. Okay. Hello. Hello. Paul, Hello? can you hear us? Mm-hmm. We, we can't, can't hear Can we him. hear Paul? Uh, He's muted. Now you can. Oh, yeah. God. That's so loud. <laughs> there we go. All right, we got a Paul. We got a Paul. Hi, Paul. Hello, friends. Let me put the music on real quick. Uh, this is a, a, a work in progress. We are testing this out. We we did some testing off stream, but obviously it is you know a little bit of a uh, a process to make sure that we get this. Yeah, different correct. setup for us compared to usual. Yeah, a little bit different. Um, but we are back. Uh, so not to delay, we'll go around the table, introduce ourselves. We'll have Paul go uh, second in the empty space here, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, introducing himself after me. Uh, and then we'll continue around the table. John will recap us where we picked up or where we left off four months ago because uh, it's been a while. And then we'll hop in to the action. So I am Don and I play Ethier Revia, the Grave Domain Cleric, in this one. Mm-hmm. I am Paul and I play Felix Gray. Ooh, not that bad of a delay, actually. Very Yeah, that was pretty Don. close. Well done. Thank you. I'm not Lawrence and I play Yalum Lo. I'm Glenn and I play Vorst. I'm Sarah, and I play Ritora, a druid. You gotta uh-huh. turn that down. That's way too tall. Muted. It's muted. And I'm DJ, and I play Nesgrim. Our favorite man. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh, Jelly Jelly, thank you for that's, the 200 bits. Thank you so much. That's way too loud. Loud for Paul. Uh, I'm John, the Dungeon Master for the city of Oshwamp. So to catch us up in the speediest way I possibly can, going through the majority of the opening portions of the campaign... Uh, most of our companions were not originally from the city of Oshwamp. They traveled here. Uh, Ritora and Nesgrim aboard a caravan, met some people, uh, found Ether in his bone shop, went to the bone museum, found out the city's really bad, super cold, very scary, really poorly <laughs> run. Everything's bad, and that's not just Ether. Uh, we eventually watched Jerky die. Jerky killed someone. Jerky got executed. We went through the next day, delivered some books, met some people, found some sisters in an orphanage, realized that John wove Grimdar, Bran, and Nina into the campaign somehow, which is truly terrifying, because it definitely has implications for us for the future. Uh, we tried to save people in the orphanage, got attacked by bandits, killed some bandits, found an unconscious lady. Unconscious lady was a kind of messed up person in terms of being habitually poisoned by a hag that resided inside of the orphanage, ferrying children away. We found out about Mary Bell, figured out she was going to become a hag in nine more days, went to Corin, got Corin over there, got Mary Bell out. Corin's a hero. We love Corin. We were afraid of Corin. We love Corin again. Corin <laughs> left. Kind of weird. Found him again. Corin's gone again. Really complicated character, I guess you could say in a nutshell. <laughs> Uh, I feel like you're the guy at the end of drug commercials. Pretty much, dude. I also just realized <laughs> side effects. that rags rhymes with hags. So, whatever, maybe there's something there. Yeah, I really like your hags. The uh, hags are made from rags. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to have you back, dude. Uh, yeah, next we found out about vampires. Vampires are a totally fucking weird-ass thing, so we... Oh my god, so much has happened. Uh, it's been three days. <laughs> uh, yeah, we found out about vampires. We went looking for vampires. Madeline dragged us down into the desecrated chapel, well, cathedral below the chapel inside of the orphanage. We found a vampire in there who beat the shit out of Nesgrim and tried to eat his neck. We eventually stabbed her when she jumped into a pool of blood, ripped her apart, cut off her head. Ether kept doing weird ritual shit. Uh, statue came to life, spooky incantations and invocations, horrifying infernal writing on the walls. 
Uh, spooky plaque. Name Woe fell off. Run, 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 run real fast. Get away. Uh, figured we killed one of the best seven vampires out. Named Sisters of Sorrow. She was Woe. Real name Amber. Used to work at the orphanage. Dead. Uh, asked her... Well, I guess Ether asked her some questions in his visions. Saw that she totally, like, stabbed herself and was pretty fucking deranged. Don't really know what's going on with that. Ether tried to take the knife. Couldn't do it. Too cursed. Bad, bad, bad. Uh, <laughs> Couldn't do it. Too cursed. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> uh, I need that as a quote. I really do. Thank you. Uh, what the fuck else did he do? We met Buck briefly for, like, three solid episodes. Buck helped kill the vampire. Buck's gone. Uh, back out hunting into the woods, into the wild. Corin's just doing shit. We met Luna. Luna's great. DJ tried to flirt with her. TJ tried to flirt with another person. DJ tried to flirt with another person. <laughs> Keep striking out. Great time. Bad, bad, bad. All, all day long. It's really great. Uh, you still have to go to Naivara's shop, though, and buy some of her wares. Uh, or at least browse them. Why do you put that in quotes, John? Browse? Or wares? <laughs> well, now both! <laughs> bad, bad, bad. It'll be fine, dude. Just go have a good time. Great. She'll treat you right. It's not the cursed eye for a reason. Great shop name. Love it. Uh, yeah, we met Luna, got introduced to the idea of there's a guild in the city that helps to protect the isolated peculiars by ferrying them over here to the guild. We know that we hide people. We know that uh, Corrin was assisting them in procuring some kind of medical beer <laughs> named Ailment. I don't know, improv. Uh, Forrest works there. He's a bodyguard. We think he hunts heads. We also think Yalomlo hunts heads. We're pretty sure half our party are murderers. Paul's convinced. <laughs> Paul disappeared for like two days and came back. Clark, the pawn man's a good guy. He broke his arm. We don't know why yet still. We know he was an orphan. Corrin got his parents killed because he protested. And, yeah, they burned down half of the North slums. Uh, yeah, dude. Bad city. Real bad fucking city. Big cold. When you put it John, all I, like that. I feel like you were, you were, like, going straight and then... Weird! I realized how many twists and turns I've woven into the three days that we've been into the city. And I've realized, man, we're going really fast for three days of time. It's Holy been, shit. It's been bottled up for four months and it's just exploding. Yeah, essentially. Uh, yeah, we found the name Oshuai Wampu while we were in the desecrated chapel. We learned that it was Orcish. We couldn't read Orcish. We eventually confessed to Faye and Luna and Grace. Uh, three of the members of the guild in Luna's Tavern. Uh, the name Oshuaiwampu, we learned that it was the old name of the city of Oshwamp, that it was what the orcs called it. Ethier had some visions with some bones that he found from orcs in the desecrated chapel. And yeah, they said Oshuaiwampu and dropped some horrifying gold at his feet. Uh, we don't really know remotely what's going on with Ethier, Ethier's visions. We met my favorite man in the world, Adrian, who also has visions called Ethier a Watcher. Because he sees things. He did what? Called him a watcher. I wasn't uh -huh. here for that. Yeah, you were out of the room. No, that was in the beginning when you guys oh, right, first right, entered the right. shop. What? That's right. And yeah. we went, you sell bones. And we went, yeah, you have a connection to death. And you were like, yeah, I help ferry people across. And he was like, come here, buddy. <laughs> come here right now. Let me taste your soul. Uh, essentially, yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know, continually calls everybody in the party delicious mm -hmm. or delectable, which, you know, I'm going to grind you up and make you into delicious potions. Uh, I don't think I've been bestowed that honor yet. Not someday. Yet. Not yet. you, you got to hang out with him more. Yeah. Adrian opens up after a little while. Mm -hmm. You just tell him you sell bones or you like death. Either one of those two things. Or that you've died. Yeah, or that you died. That was a great throw. <laughs> <laughs> one of the bus. 
Can someone go with him? That dude died. Yeah, I'm uh, come here. <laughs> He's the one. Yep. <laughs> He's the guy for it's me. What you've always wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, spooky, horrifying visions. Uh, Nesgrim's father died back in a weird city. Totally had a, a sickness similar to what we know the widow's whale slash white bone uh, causes. Nesgrim wasn't able to see his father die, so that's still wonderfully unresolved. It's fine. Uh, Not a vampire. It's fine. Uh, He's a good guy. I didn't even consider that. It's me. <laughs> right? Corn. <laughs> Corn is my dad. God damn it! Papa! Papa, where'd you go? Papa, can you hear me? Oh god, me? he's a... Uh, yeah, we had the horrifying vision of the dwarves in the mine when they went to go get the corn out of wrath that Sister Sabrina supposedly gave to Sister Madeline, but doesn't really know whether or not we actually gave that to her because Sister Madeline's insane. Sister Madeline had a vision. We went to uh, go ask Corn about the dwarves. Sick dwarves. Bad, 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 bad. Uh, well poisoning. Conspiracy. Political stuff. Really convoluted. Really complicated. Very fun, though. Really having a good time. Uh, more conversations at the tavern. We've been here literally for two solid episodes. It's been a very long conversation with introducing ourselves divorced, getting ourselves some additional information in terms of what's going on, finding out about Vorst with the orcish warbands inside the woods of Nerenter, which are the northwest woods outside of the city of Oshwamp. Uh Terrifying orcish warbands, really scary spiked orc with big barbed horny tail and enormous spiked horns coming out of his skull. He ate Vorst's people. Bad, <laughs> bad, bad. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> like, literally ate his people. And yeah, Vorst came to the city to hide, works now as a bodyguard here. And hangs out, and yeah, Sarah, the bad hag lady that, you know, attacked Sarah, uh, Desiel. I mean, I guess I should say Retort didn't attack Sarah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm fine. Yeah, I you totally didn't attack Sarah yet. Yet. <laughs> Just wait. Uh, yeah, Desiel, the sister in the orphanage that we slaughtered, who was a hag in episode four. Uh, we discovered her brother, Deloin, was the man who was sending the tea in the horrifying desecrated earth north towards the city of Oshwamp that uh, she was using on Sister Madeline because it gives hallucinations. And, yeah. Uh, bad time. Uh, I think we're almost there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Delon was a professor at the Academy in the Inner Sanctum. Sarah didn't know that. It happened 30 years ago. She started working with him 20 years ago. Adrian was his most prized pupil at the Academy in the Inner Sanctum. Uh, and Adrian was eventually expelled from his studies for working with the occult. So we are here, still inside of Growler's Tavern, four months later. It's been a very long four months. If you missed anything, the recaps are all on the website mm-hmm. and in the wiki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The wiki's not, not finished. Mm-hmm. Check it out. But the recaps are there. Correct. As well as the VODs and the podcast mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. want to catch up. We have mm-hmm. multiple ways for you to catch up and watch stuff. So, here inside of Growler's Tavern, having concluded our meal, everyone sat around the table. Uh, we still have Grace, Faye, Luna, and little Leo sitting around <laughs> after having had the conversation about the wonderful man Delowin, Adrian's professor at the Academy in the Inner Sanctum some 30 years ago. And Delowin being a man that Luna knew, since he was also her professor at that time 30 years ago when she was a teenager, before she, as we can recall, again, four months, uh, was expelled 
and kicked out from her family, and that was why Luna ended up at the orphanage when she was about 15 years old. You mean Faye? Oh, sorry, Faye. Thank you. Oh my god, I can I confuse Luna and Faye all the goddamn time, because they're like so identical to me, because Faye is from Luna, and I made Luna, so they're like very woven together. Uh, but yes, thank you. Uh, Faye was the one who was expelled from the Inner Sanctum, and expelled from her family who lived inside of the Aetherost. Uh, we pick up right here with the revelation of Adrian being his prized student. I'm just going to say I left off with oh no. You did. Yeah. Oh no? Does, how many connections does he have here in the city? Deloin? Yes. I, I mean, it has been some time since anyone has reported his physical presence in the city. But I believe because of his sister's existence here. Sister's Apostrophe S, okay. as in possessive. <laughs> Not plural. Like, oh, there's a lot of them. No, uh, because of his <laughs> sister's presence here still lingering in the city as she worked at the orphanage this entire time, we believe that there is still the possibility that Delowin had uh, an awareness and consistent sense of resources within the city. But we do not know why he chose to forsake his position at the academy and leave the city. I imagine it is in some way connected to your woods. I would imagine so. Yes. Perhaps almost called home, in a sense. Is, was he from there? I don't know. Again, as my professor, I was somewhat uh, acquainted with him in a friendly way, but I was very young and admired him for his intellect and prowess with magics. I believe that Adrian piqued the darker sides of his curiosities and was a eager and willing pupil. He seems to be quite a dangerous man. Perhaps. Adrian's interactions and functions here in the city have never overtly been dangerous. Sometimes one makes sacrifices to meet an end. Indeed. Um, any investigations that we have made into him have yielded nothing, though. As peculiar and curious as his shop may be for the trinkets and items inside, there's no evidence of any wrongdoing. Interesting. Yet troubling, still? Indeed. <clears throat> I 
am certain that he does serve a purpose within the city, but his presence still concerns me. It has concerned all of us for some time. Again, it is why we do our best to keep an eye on him, but nefarious actions don't really seem to be his method. Again, at least openly. Has he been visited by guards before? Oh, uh, presumably. Uh, I, I can't recall a, a time in which we witnessed such a thing. His shop, with being close, though, uh, nothing riotous stands out to us. Does he have a tendency to take particular interest in certain people? Uh... Suppose you could say so. Um, he always finds young Leo truly remarkable and curious. But Leo's innocence is something that we choose to protect. You see, Leo literally just like still sitting in Luna's lap, just like poking the bread. <laughs> I made this. <laughs> and she just pats him on the head. <laughs> you did, buddy. You said uh, Leo is a gnome? Uh, I believe Leo is a halfling, halfling or a gnome. One of the two. Yeah. Have we seen many other... Of either of those? Mm-hmm. Uh, a few. There have been a few shopkeeps that are those. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Katie is as well. True. I believe yeah. Beatrice, the one lady who you went into to purchase cloaks from. Uh, again, yeah, off the top so. of my head. I think that's right. Yeah. So they're they're not uncommon. They're not uncommon. They're not as far as and 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 for the people outside of the city of Oshwamp, you would have seen these people quite frequently. Mm-hmm. So I would not say that there is any indication to any of you that these races would be considered peculiar mm-hmm. or exotic. Was the other one right? Correct. I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that Leo is able to prepare delicious foods. Leo is quite gifted. Literally. You just see Leo just kind of like look up and just like grabs at his neck. I am! (laughs) You see he just clasps. How is Leo gifted? Oh. You can show them, Leo. You watch as he just pulls this little silvery chain out from his neck. And you can see that embedded in it is a long um... Think of a, a effectively like the Final Fantasy crystal shape, a long topaz in that shape inset into a, a little clasp that goes about halfway down the length of the jewel. This! Get out of here, fly. That's my coffee. <laughs> How did a fly get in here? We're so far from the outside. We all have doors. But yeah, Leo holds up this little, you know, dangling topaz from his neck. Gifted! Where... What is that exactly? A magic gem. A magic gem? Uh Uh-huh. And that is how you produce the food? Uh Uh-huh. Can only do it a couple times a day and then it goes dull. Is it dull right now? Mm -hmm. Is that why you hide that around your neck so Uh that people do not (laughs) see it? Yeah, nobody does. Big secret. Oh, God, it's supposed to be a secret, isn't it? And he just looked up at Luna... (laughs) Dude, we trust them. Like, what? <laughs> Why would we tell you to show them it if we didn't want you to show them it? 
I don't get it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> she just rubs his head again. He's like, ah, bread. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Right? <laughs> Sweetest, most innocent little boy. <laughs> uh, yes, um, when we found Leo several years ago as a, a young boy wandering the streets, a bit lost and aimless, uh, befuddled, but wearing this jewel around his neck. And after some investigations, we discerned its magical properties, and Leo has truly taken a liking to being our little baker boy. So you keep him out of trouble, and in exchange, he cooks Indeed. for you. Indeed. And he enjoys owning his own shop, and she just kind of legitimately air quotes <laughs> owning. <laughs> He's very proud of his hard work. I, I bake bread. I mm-hmm. understand that as a business owner myself. Indeed. <laughs> business. What? Owner. <laughs> business boner. <laughs> I did not excuse, say that. Excuse me. I, I I for sure. Excuse me. That's the kind of shit you get fired for. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don your band. <laughs> Do forgive me speaking out of term here, but why is this? Why is Adrian such a trouble to you? Uh, un- he seems un- to have done quite a bit of frightening to you. Quite oh, a bit boy. of frightening, yes. Um, do you want to come with us? Yes, would you? Would you it, it'll be pretty clear. Do I you think. want to meet Adrian? Have you met Adrian? I have not met him in person, but I have know of him. I know mm-hmm. stories of him. Mm-hmm. I've heard theories surrounding the investigations. Like what? Much ah. like what Faye and Luna were just saying. It doesn't he, take... I think within a few minutes of meeting him, most of us were on edge. He does things similar to what I do, yet different enough to be of some concern to someone like me, who is looking out for others that deserve a life or do not. And you just watch Faye kind of like pause momentarily and her head tilts and then looks over at you. Um... You do something similar to Adrian, sir? In a sense, and I, I pull out my uh, my brazier and all of my stuff and just kind of set it on the table. Uh, I, It is my duty to guide lost souls across the river to you say, whatever lies beyond. You say duty, sir? Yes, self-imposed going to ask you who proposed that you do this. No one. It was uh, a result of my upbringing and events that happened in my past that led me down this path in my life. What kind of events that have called you to this profession? Losing someone that I cared about very much. And I do not wish to have others go through what I have been through in my life, nor do I wish for anyone to be lost. She just kind of like 
curiously smiles and her eyes sparkle a little bit. An honorable man. I do my best. You're one of them, though. Arevia. I am. Why do you know that <laughs> name? Uh. <laughs> Did you even tell us your name? His last name? I don't uh, think so. I don't think so. No, I might, might have. I'm not sure. You might have in, like, episode one when yeah, you introduced yourself. Maybe episode one. I don't think I've said it since. Nope. <laughs> do any of us know what that word means? Uh, is that in a language that any of us speak? Uh... Sarah, you do. Mm-hmm. Anyone else speak Elvish? Yes. Nope. Paul, you speak Elvish as well. Uh, all of you would know that the name Revia means wanderer. Oh, I heard that for you. Wanderer? Mm-hmm. You say this name like it is a title and not a name? It is an honorific title bestowed upon those who perform these tasks. You asked me before what Adrian's last oh, name no. is. He is a Revia as well. So it's not a family no. name? In most Elvish culture, we do not have family names. Uh, it depends on... That's why you don't have a family yeah. name either. The type of elves, but it is given to us by our mother, generally, uh, and describes what it is we will do in life. That is why that is my name. That is a concern that Adrian also holds that title, but it makes sense, I suppose, given what he does and other things about him. Indeed. Are Revia's common? Not remotely. I've never met another or heard that name other than just now. <laughs> two, two in one district seems common. Indeed. As though something draws them to this area. Perhaps a duty to guide. I think it has something to do with the fact that the city is filled with a lot of people that do not have too many choices with what to do with their lives and are forced to make tough choices and that can put them in situations to either be in need of help or taken advantage of depending on who it is indeed in my case i choose to help those that are lost adrian chooses to do other things with his gifts. Things that I would not personally do and do not condone, but... Sometimes wanderers stray from the path, Mr. Ethier. I pray you do not someday stray. It seems to so me well. that these wanderers have settled here. Ether has been here for quite some time. Indeed. And here you tell it, Adrian has been here even longer still. Indeed. 
What How is it do they wander then? Makes them wanderers. Exactly. How many lives have you wandered into, Mr. Ethier? Countless, I'm sure. I do not keep track anymore. I lost count years ago. I tried to keep track and write down every person that I came across, but it became too numerous and tedious to keep track of. Now I just honor them the best that I can. It seems without quite literally wandering, you guys have settled in a place together, which with my times moving throughout the woods, finding new land, the only reason to stay is fertile ground. Fertile, indeed. I do a fair bit of wandering, perhaps, uh, in the vicinity of the city and also in whatever realm I take these people across the river. I have walked many steps, many lives worth of steps. A place of great death, where you choose to wander? Generally, I search for people out in the cold and try to help them find their way across. You are not so different from this widow's whale? I suppose not. I wonder if my footsteps have in some way followed the grounds in which they live. Perhaps. Perhaps that is what draws me to these people. Perhaps. Perhaps extensions of a single heart. A heart you must find in yourself or in others, your companions here. They are all good people, from what I can tell. Indeed. I've had to help this one a few times. <laughs> Deservingly so. Do not take what I do lightly. You have business to attend to on this plane of existence, but if you reach a point in which you have completed your goals, I will assist you across, but I will not revive you. It is not my way. Is that something I can take you up on at any point? Am I able to cross the river at will? I think it's once you're dead. Uh, yes, you would not be able to come back, but when you have finished whatever business you have on this plane and it is your time to pass on, I will guide you across. Until that point, I will do my best to keep you alive, but after that, I will help you pass on. I appreciate that. Um, the same goes for all of you. I trust you. I for one will do my best to keep you alive regardless <laughs> thank you I, I appreciate that apparently I, I do need help the city has uh, been, a bit. <laughs> been quite harsh to me 
It's terribly evident. <laughs> you have like a scar still. Oh, yeah, <laughs> covered in scars. <laughs> mm-hmm. You look gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we came in here for dinner. About mm-hmm. what time is it now? Mm, seven, 7-ish p.m. So, starting to settle into the night. Did we establish what we were... Nope. You had made a mention of an armor? Yes, I, I do need to repair my armor. Mm-hmm. As, clearly. Mm-hmm. As I've said... If we journey into the woods, you'll need lighter armor. Mm-hmm. At true. least quieter. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is true, you are quite loud. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, you're the only one amongst us and have your polite to insult his nature as such. It is not an insult, simply an observation. He is loud and has also fallen the most out of us. I can see some sort of correlation could be made. I worry about him having weaker armor. (laughs) I understand your concern. Um... Do you endanger yourself or your friends? I inadvertently endanger my friends by endangering myself. I don't know about that. It is better to remain unnoticed and be quieter than it is to be more protected against things that hear you coming. The element of surprise is something that is invaluable when hunting. And I can... Probably keep my shield, so I will still have some form of defense. As long as you don't draw additional attention to yourself. Compelling others to fight you may not be a good idea. Ratora, I I thought I could take him. (laughs) I was a bear. (laughs) And he ripped your throat out. I I could not take him. He got the best of me. He did like that 20 at the time, right? Yeah, I totally <laughs> crit the shit out of your throat. Mm-hmm. It was great. Mm-hmm. Right after he got back up. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, as I, will I said, have... if you choose to venture out into the Felwood, or into the woods of Nerenter, depending on the types of herbs you are looking to procure, Vorst can accompany you and assist you and direct you based on his visions as best as he may. His visions? That's... Yes. Your vision's forced. I know where the location of some of these herbs and berries are found. Yes, dreams. Dreams? Indeed. Horrifying dreams, if that's what you want to call them. Well... You mentioned these dreams before. Are they... continuing even now? Not now, no. It's only... fever dreams, mostly. Brought on by an infection or a poisoning or some some form of trauma that is done to you. And my people would have these fever dreams after becoming infected. And they would tell tales of these really horrendous, nightmarish areas of which this seems to be the place that you all want to go. Mm-hmm. What what infection would was affecting your people? 
Ooh. We're not quite certain as to what the toxin used was. Again, Vorst was the only one who returned from his people. The descriptions are harrowing, but they are not poisons of which any of us are familiar. What, what purpose could someone have for poisoning an entire people? An entire nomadic people. Can you think of nothing, Mr. Nesgrim? <laughs> Why did you say it like that? <laughs> That's that that is fair. Um now the real question for us then is why were you spared? I wasn't. But how you I fought and you I ran. Fought the infection. I fought the orcs. But the that were bringing the infection. Understood. Indeed. Again, why we call it a poison. Coated blades. Mm. So the orcs attack with purpose. Indeed. And chose to leave victims alive. Yalumlo, you were in a logging accident. And one of the few to make it back, is that right? That is correct. Was it in the same... Was it in the Naranter Woods as well? It was not. And you you don't recall what attacked you? I do not know that I was attacked. It was an accident. <laughs> DJ just... <laughs> it seems many things in Oshwamp... Uh, have been covered or explained away with another reason. Do you think it's possible you were? I think I do not recall what happened. I woke up in the woods and I walked back to Oshuamp and I have been with you ever since. You'll recall that you threatened me when I entered the orphanage. I don't regret that. Nor do I. We had just been attacked the night before. Uh, while you did not appear to be another bandit, they seemed very intent on entering the orphanage. You make a habit of being attacked? Well, we've only been here <laughs> four days, and it's happened several times already. He seems to be a liability. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but... He, he has done... You know, I've been attacked several times since arriving here. Given his age, though, he seems to know how to survive one way or another. He does. He has a purpose. I think truly what you all must be wondering is if isolated peculiars are hunted. Why, if you are not isolated, are you instead still hunted? There are several of us. Indeed. Do we pose a threat? Perhaps to those who perform these heinous intentions? Or perhaps there is something valuable about you, each of you. It is also possible we are hunted by different groups simultaneously. It does not have to be a singular. Of course, it does not. I know at least one group comes for me specifically. Indeed. 
What group is that? Those men in the cloaks that we saw at the stairs of the orphanage. Yeah, speak up. Um, they, they followed me from my home. Uh, presumably friends of Delowin, if I had to guess. Why would Delowin send men after you? I, did I explain this last week? Yes, last you, week. Last week. Oh, last week. I lost so much time. Sarah explained that uh, four months ago. Sarah explained uh, that back at her home in the Aveth Woods, she worked with Delowin to attempt to protect the soil and remove the desecration. She attempted to cure the plague that was defiling her hometown. And that Delowin betrayed her, and she caught him siphoning the life out of the soil itself and selling it to people. And then he attacked her and blamed her instead, utilizing his reputation in the woods and in the city nearby. That. <laughs> uh, Vorst, have you physically seen the location of these herbs not in your dreams? Has someone been there to verify the things that you are seeing are true? Obviously, Corin has brought you things uh, and, and various herbs, but. Well, the ingredients for the ailment are not procured from the woods of Narenter specifically. But other people within the city must get, such as Adrian, must get their source from somewhere. Indeed. Has, have you physically seen these locations? I have not. With it being described in such vivid detail often, I'm, and the berries being described and the plants being described almost exactly as they were described, in the dreams, I can only assume that what they've seen is could only be some type of re reality. Has to be kind of real. I am wondering if the reason that some people are left alive by these orcs is so that they may lure people into their woods to obtain seemingly valuable objects. If no one has physically seen that they are where these fever dreams indicate they are, and these orcs attack with a purpose, perhaps there is something to gain by them luring others into the woods? That very well might be true, but it's not only one type of orc that we're dealing with here. Which woods are these? Uh -huh. There's the, the Narenter Narenter. And then there's the... Um, so three woods have been described to you mm -hmm. so far. Northeast of the city, the woods in which Yalum Lo and Ethir performed their activity mm -hmm. are the Fellwood. To the northwest of the city of Oshwamp, the first section are called the Woods of Nerenter, mm -hmm. and then north of that, in vague descriptions through the fever dreams recollected by uh, Vorst through his people, are the woods known as the Kragaj, which I believe I did tell the name. I think you told it while you did. these three I did. were out of the okay. room. Oh. Mm -hmm. And if they didn't go back and watch the episode, then they may not have heard yeah, the Yeah, I name. don't have mm -hmm. it. Correct. 
Yeah, I'll pretend so I didn't hear we, it. We would not have known. Yep. Um, and where did uh, Corin go? Did he say? Corin did not indicate which woods he went into. He only said that he must go north to find the hags to bargain for Mary Bell's life. And did he? He collected the ingredients for the the ailment for the ailment. Did Correct. He s- do we know where he? No, you only know that he returned the the first time you met him. Mm-hmm. He literally returned with a pack mule and the bags of them on the back of the pack mule. We do but, know he harvested Widow's Whale from the mausoleum. That we know. I mean, at least in part. It wasn't, like, consistently that he mm-hmm. requires it. it. It is definitively an ingredient, like, mm-hmm. in part. But, yes, we, that was one of the areas in which he gathered it, correct. And we got the list of ingredients, right? Yes. I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> It's not good. Yeah, I could only give you descriptions of some of them. I don't remember exactly what I they were I wrote them called. all down. I was planning on rewriting them, and I just never did. Oh, wait, no, here they are. The names of the herbs. Bloodberry, Fleshwort, and Mordane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have... Yep, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we don't know where Bloodberry is from, but Fleshwort and Mordane are from the Naranter Woods. Correct. That's where this is from. Mm-hmm. The other one that is what he's saying he saw in the Kragash. And that's why he's saying that if we want to do right. this, it's Woods of Naranter and then the Kragash. Like, Got you it. have to do both woods to get all, all three. three herbs. And that's why, again, the other option was go barter with Adrian and see what you're willing to give him in exchange for these things. Mm, oh my god. Yeah, and there's no indication of what he might ask for these incredibly rare treacherous to find herbs. Well, it, it couldn't hurt to ask Adrian what it he... It could come would, home to me, to, to just ask what he wants. It it's, could hurt. What if he wants you? Well, there are certain things that would be off the table, of course. Hope. Would you be off the table? <laughs> would, would you buff his table? <laughs> <laughs> or would you be on the table? His table? <laughs> <laughs> what if he wants Felix or Vorst? Well, there, like I said, some things are off the table, any of our lives being one of them. But he, I, And if I he knows that we are after these ingredients that he needs? I don't think... I don't think he would have any reason to know that now. He would know once we asked after well, of them? of course. Of course, yes. I fear as though asking the question will simply lead to more questions and demands from him based on our previous interaction if you recall they were very cryptic yet specific wording mm-hmm. in the things that he said mm-hmm. this is true yes now, there, there are six of us but he is very s- insistent on only letting specific people he- into his secret basement, and I assure you I am no longer welcome after our last interaction. I do not imagine that you care much to go back at all. I would go if everybody goes, but I fear we may have no choice. I am concerned that an expedition into the woods may yield very little assuming these herbs are there at all or could result in one of us dying we have been here at least 
the two of us have, and Felix just came in mm-hmm. not long before us, only a few days, and have been warned multiple times that traveling far into the woods, even by you as well, is ill-advised. If we are able to get what we need without doing so, it would be foolish not to attempt to do so first. I suppose you're right. I want to see him Okay. No more than you do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed Very, him. quite a roller coaster. Very <laughs> yes. Huh? Uh, <laughs> all right. That's, uh, but scared I... me momentarily. It seems there's danger no matter how we go about procuring these herbs. It is possible one of us will die regardless of the scenario. I suppose we are less likely to die with Adrian in the middle of the city than we are to orcs in the middle of the woods, but again, secret basement. Anything is possible, I suppose. You're nothing if not optimistic. I mean, he's still... I try to be realistic about expectations. I am not one to be overtly positive when it is not warranted. Adrian may be a monster. I, yeah, that's that's probably the word I would have used. But he also is running a business within the city. I can't imagine he would jeopardize that. I mean, unless one of us advances his business. We do have several interesting people in our party. There are six of us. Yes. (laughs) The Felix smile. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Would it still be early enough in the day to make it back over to Adrian before he closes up? Yeah. He's open until the early hours. I get the feeling he would close in. He's like Denny's. (laughs) 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 Mm Mm-hmm. Coming for the Grand Slam, Mr. Nesgrim. That's served only in the basement. That's what we're calling it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um... Come back to me, Mr. Nesgrim. Specifically, we're looking for the... The berries? What what are they called? The... Bloodberry? Bloodberry. That would be the hardest... Of the mm-hmm. ingredients to That is prepare. the one that is in the Kragash. Yeah, I, Not that's. Sex thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Paul. All right, Lawrence. We had checked the weather when we were discussing potentially going out into the woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you happen to recall what you told us? No. I believe it was would clear. you like? Would you like to tell the woman with her hands out? <laughs> clear. <laughs> I believe it was I'll give clear. You clear. I, I yeah. think so because sure. I feel like the last day had been when the heavier snow was. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so. I haven't been we'll go with clear. I didn't expect to go four months without playing. So. Yeah, same. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, like, if you want to go out, I'll give you the clear weather at least <laughs> in the beginning for the twenty-four hours. It's going to be an arduous journey without me dicking you over with snow. So yeah, I, bl- I believe you had told us it was clear, but it's like the journey's going to take like two to three days. So Correct. We're subject to. Correct. Subject to getting dicked by snow yes, anyway. Absolutely. If we are going to check with Adrian and 
potentially still have to go into the woods, and perhaps we should see Adrian before the morning. I would say that so. Way, if we do have to go into the woods, we can address the armor issue and get moving while we still have the weather on our appropriate side. Appropriate weather. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yes, that's true. How much of a temperature difference is there between daytime and nighttime when it's not snowing? Is it just consistently Not overly cold? dramatic. I mean, it would drop maybe from like 30 to about 18 to 20. Mm -hmm. So still very cold, but not like, not exclusively sub-zero. Mm -hmm. I will say that, Don, you as a person who has spent nights out, you do know that around midnight to like 2, 3 a.m., it gets yeah, sub-zero. That is, again, why, like, the Arctic weather clothing is definitively important. Yeah. Because I have to know how many... zero. I have to know how many pieces <laughs> of it. Because, like, I can't make it where, oh, one thing is sufficient. Yeah. It's X number of pieces mm -hmm. are thresholds within certain temperature ranges. Yeah. To make it where you're either making the survival check at advantage, disadvantage, or traditionally. Like, you need a coat for when it's kind of cold. You need a coat and sweatpants if it's really cold. Yep. You need yeah. furry underwear for Sub-Zero. Yeah, effectively. <laughs> so we need to Get find track suits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. So Vorst is just fine. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> you got that bone stone? Um, uh, which woods would we be journeying in first? The Nerenter. Nerenter. Isn't it obvious? Yeah, the woods uh, of Nerenter, and then into the Kragaj after. We're trying to uh, are avoid any the of the herbs found in the, the, the Felwood? No, not in the Felwood. Not the ones that we are looking to procure? Uh, the ones that I utilize, I am able to find easily, but if we are looking for me to attempt something similar to... It's also, the three herbs that you guys are looking for are the three herbs that are not overlapping. Right, Like, correct. again, it's been four months, but I yeah. believe I said that there were two herbs that you do find in the Felwood mm -hmm. that you do have a supply of still. Yes. Yeah. That uh, he would be able to just say, like, we don't need to go into the Felwood, I have some of it. And these are herbs okay. to make ailment, right? Well, they're used to make, some of them are used to make ailment. Again, there's like 12 herbs that are kind of utilized for various purposes where they overlay. Yeah, he uses, uh, we both mm -hmm. use teardrop, Bowen's flower, and ash leaf, but he does not use mallow, uh, and he used bloodberry, fleshwort, and mordain, which I don't use. Correct. Some I of these herbs Bowen's are leaf. for the drug visions. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember so we had that talked we don't about... have to talk to crazy for drug vision, right? Mm -hmm. For drug vision, yeah. yes, I can do it. Yeah, <laughs> effectively, I view this as you guys are vision. trying to give yourself an opportunity to not rely on Adrian for mm -hmm. the visions that Adrian right. has demonstrated he does. Also, I would just like to point out it's incredible that I have notes. Notes, right? It's wild. Mm -hmm. Isn't it nice? Imagine mm -hmm. not having fog written anywhere. Mm -hmm. fog. You can visions, <laughs> drug <laughs> visions. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, if we are going to speak to Adrian, uh, we may want to do that soon. Might I make a suggestion? Of course. If these are your plans, you plan to visit this man of which you obviously do not like. And Correct. Perhaps even fear a little bit. Definitely fear. Very true. Don't and know that I would say fear, but... I fear him. You plan on entering Narenter and then the Kragage... I would highly suggest probably fortifying yourself beforehand because you seem to think that this man, Adrian, is going to put up a fight. I do not it's, have any reason to believe that. I don't believe he will 
put up a fight. He's just a scary man. Mm. He's been there once before. Unnerving. You, you will see when you meet him. I don't think it is a fight that you can physically prepare for if there mm. is one. I have never met, found a fight that I couldn't physically prepare for. Mm-hmm. Well, come meet Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, friends, I think it may be time. Uh, if you don't mind, while you run to Adrian, I just have a last couple questions for Faye. I think I... we will wait. We could wait outside if you need privacy. We are not going to go see Adrian without Everyone. you. And That's you're not fair. walking. You will not be walking alone. I was also not permitted to walk alone. He does have a death wish. It's just down the street, right? Mm-hmm. It's like literally like two, it's, it's two doors down. down. Yeah. Like, but it's, right it's like, there. we gotta <laughs> keep our Nesgrim's hand down. <laughs> not, not to be that guy, but like, I'll let you walk two doors. I think you'll be fine. We I found just... out the, there was a vampire living directly under this very building. We don't mm-hmm. know what could be in under the building next door. Mm-hmm. Corin was a perfectly you lovely man. I, he was great. I love that I love that man. I love Corin. He was friendly. Mm-hmm. I just would like to make sure we go see Adrian before he closes. I'm mm-hmm. worried that my conversation with Faye may run past his operating hours. Perhaps you could come back and talk to Faye after if you I guess I did permit. offer you all rooms here for the evening. That's oh. why I shut the tavern down. Oh, yes. Yes. DJ forgot about that. That's fine. It's been four months. <laughs> DJ. <laughs> I appreciate your hospitality and kindness immensely. Of course. Uh, if there is anything we can do for you, aside from hopefully procuring some additional herbs for you for your ailments, we would be happy to be do anything we can. called upon in the future to... Understandable. ...repay the favor. Of course. You're very welcome. Good luck with Adrian. Um... Before we go, I just have one quick question. Uh-huh. And it will actually be a quick question. It's kind of <laughs> not you my dad. <laughs> are you my dad? Are you my dad? Are you familiar dad. at all with the Sisters of the Monastery? Monastery? What yes. monastery? That's a very good question. I only knew them as the Sisters of the Monastery. Uh... No, I know of the the sisters who work here within the city. Oh, I'm so sorry. The Monastery of Acceptance. Oh. Um. Yes, they serve a purpose in the city of Ryak to watch over potential threats, individuals who may develop tendencies, or demonstrate an exposure of some kind to more malevolent sources, as though something may exist within them. Okay, thank you. I I appreciate that. Do you speak of possession? Uh, Unfortunately, sir, I'm not quite sure. I've never visited Ryak as a city. I only know uh, fragments through texts that I studied at the academy. 
so my knowledge is quite limited. However, I know that there was a bit of a pensiveness about some people, and they thought it better to gather them in one area and observe them and attempt to educate them and integrate them better for society. Attempting to, I suppose you could say, suppress their nature to more carefully nurture them in better, more wholesome ways. Stamp out the barbarism or the wickedness that might someday consume them. I suppose you could say that that is something that you may have to be concerned about for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. They they shouldn't visit the city then. Uh, No, I suppose not. They'd have their hands full. Indeed they would. (laughs) What have you just found? The blithe nurturer. I think it's me. Why? Why? Um, I mean, that's I, I can, out of character. I, I I don't know. Was that Nesgrim or was that DJ? That, that's that, DJ. That'd be DJ. Okay, because Nesgrim is not going to talk about that. Okay, right now, well but. then we can have Blythe, that conversation in character. Blythe nurturer means nothing to any of us as characters. Yeah. Yeah. Once okay. we once we uh, walk to Adrian's. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll yep, get that we'll short, get brisk walk. Yep. <laughs> Plenty of time for this harrowing conversation. It's gonna be the longest I'm a two blocks. Oh no! <laughs> we suck again. Yeah, right. <laughs> I guess we'll uh, head out unless you have any other questions for these wonderful ladies and little Leo. Yes, Paul. Uh, I, I do. Yes. Um, if we do venture out into the Narenter woods. Would you be able to provide us with rations? Absolutely. Uh, we could have Leo prepare for you all some sustainable items that would be sufficient to traverse with for a few days. We can, uh, I suppose you could say, shut down his shop for a day. Say that Leo was uh, under the weather or something. It's not like we necessarily need his coin or anything. He just kind of looks at his champ. They need me! This is great! <laughs> yes, we do. Thank you, Leo. Um, would bread. You also, Lots of bread. Would you also be able to send me with a supply of ailment? Uh, not necessarily a supply. I could part with a water skin that you could use should things become dire. Um, but in terms of a supply, we only have the few remaining days, and not to be morbid, but I can't return, or account for your return eventually no I understand yes just enough to sustain me on the of course uh, the journey and you watch as Luna just like picks little Leo up off her lap and just places him on the ground like a fucking stationary Lego man <laughs> <laughs> and then walks over towards the back this fucking dude and she just pulls out a little water skin from under the tavern fills it and offers it to you never fucking buffle anything I <laughs> never promise I promise, yes. Very good. She gives you the water skin. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> Get it back. What does that mean? Promises he can't keep. Mm-hmm. Nazgrim? Yes. There's a curse on that water skin. Is, the, is there someone better suited to hold that? Than a water skin? Uh, no, you get stabbed a lot. <laughs> oh. Someone to hold uh, the water skin. I don't skin. want it to get 
stabbed. <laughs> Someone a... to pour it into your mouth when inevitably you need it. Either probably. Probably. Either would you mind? I'd say Terribly. I'd say me, but I'm often a bear. Yeah. Let's not put all of our eggs in one Nesgrim. Mm-hmm. That's oh. true. Uh, here you are. Thank mm-hmm. you. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a euphemism. My confidence in him is just. I, I know, right? <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> Getting introduced to the party, it's like, man, DJ, I was excited to play with you. <laughs> One of the notes that I had from last session is just, it says in quotations, Nesgrim minus (laughs) ten. Is that your reputation for Nesgrim? Yeah. I don't know why I made a note. That's your reputation with DJ. That's from all the dog jokes. It was definitely the dog jokes, yeah. Does this bother Bother you? The bone? Does this bone bother you? Go, boy. Go, go. You're not bothered by bones, are you? (laughs) I wouldn't want you to get triggered. Mm. <laughs> Out, outside we go, or anything else, friends? I'm leaving Juniper with... Yes, correct. We discussed that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Everyone good to go outside? You give Juniper a few loving pats, and yeah. she just kind of looks up at you lovingly and blinks slowly a couple of times. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> Morse code. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't go woods bad! <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad, bad. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I think we're ready. Yeah. Head for Out, the door. Outside. And we once more walk back towards my favorite home. <laughs> inside. Oh, yeah. oh, I gotta get warmed up. If we, if yeah, we, on, if we murder Let's Adrian, go. you're not gonna get to play him anymore. You can't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Was that John or Adrian? Adrian. <laughs> uh-huh. John Drian. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll yes. position myself to go in first. Good. Okay. Uh, you approach back towards the staircase, the small staircase outside of Adrian's shop. You can see that inside it is still the same narrow shape, almost triangular, that looks as though it uh, sends backwards towards his counter on the side. Uh, uh, as we're walking up, I'm going to position myself at the back, and I would like to, as we get to the top, as people are filing in, I'm going to turn and just kind of uh, look at the street from the height of his building to see if we are... If anyone is, is noticing us or if there's anything suspicious going on in the area. Sure, absolutely. Make a perception check, please. Uh, 12. 12? Yeah. Uh, okay, so we begin filing in. The staircase is sufficient, I'll say, for you know a couple of people to begin opening the door and uh, stepping inside. Uh, and you take a brief moment to pause and do a, a scan of the area around you. I will say uh, there's a, a few... People who look like vagrants, it looks as though they have been individuals that have been occupied by shoveling snow for most of the day. They look as though they are sweaty and sitting out on the road in the small clumpings where there are just little piles of snow that they're almost using as improv chairs. Sure. Uh, They look as though they're drinking out of these fractured little flagons and shaking in the chill, but nobody looks as though they're paying attention to you. Like, definitely they notice people who are going through the street because they're, they're, they're beggars. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, they know you're going. They see that you're going. But I would say that you're... You wouldn't interpret it as suspicious. Yeah, there's nobody that looks to be, like, out of place. Yeah, again, no weird dude in, like, a black cloak. Like, I got a staff. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Fair enough. <clears throat> and we step inside of Adrian's shop once more. And you can see that Adrian is... Sitting on top of his counter, (laughs) 
his legs dangling over towards the front door of the shop, his gray robes hanging down over his legs. You can see his tall black leather boots striding up to the base, the hem of his cloak, and you can see that he is just dropping these silver coins in his hand, clanking them into his palm. Darn it, that's so cool. Picking one up, (laughs) dropping it again, picking it up and dropping it again. My friends. Hello, Adrian. Hello. Welcome home. This is not our home. in front of Nesgrim. Isn't it, Mr. Nesgrim? And he just (laughs) elevates the coins to his hand, and you watch as he slides his tongue out over the silver coins. Marvelous. Marvelous indeed. I knew you would return to me. My precious friends. What can I do for you this time? Beyond the matter that you and I discussed. Indeed. What luxurious and delicious payment. Indeed. We would also like to speak to you of the ingredients that you use for the visions that you provided. What of my ingredients? It has come to our knowledge that some of these ingredients are perhaps quite difficult to procure. They are. Quite so. We are looking to procure some ourselves. I do not suppose that these are things that you could part with. Why ever would you need to replace me? Not a replacement? We have other needs. Other needs, darling. And you watch as he just flips one of the silver coins up into the air. And as the coin begins to spiral and flip, you see a few droplets of blood cascade down from the silver coins, and he catches them in his other hand and immediately licks his palm. There is no replacing me. No. As I said, not a replacement. A supplement. Very well. You are a busy man? Quite busy. I'm sure there will be times that we would have need of such wonderful gifts as your visions are able to provide. Wonderful, indeed. And should we need this when you are unavailable, we have a revia of our own. Do you? Indeed. It seems you've become a bit more enlightened in the last day or so. Brother. Indeed we have. Indeed. And I wonder what treacherous paths you will wander. 
I want to like stand in front of both Nesgrim and Ethier at the same time. Just like I can't protect both of them at the same time, but mm-hmm. I feel the need to. Hopefully not one that crosses with yours, as you mentioned in our previous exchange, wandering into another's vision is never good, nor safe. Oh, it's not that it's never good, Mr. Ethier. Some of the most exhilarating stories I've tasted have been shared. Perhaps one day we could share ourselves in the circle. Shared with whom? Shared with whom? Oh, how I long to see him again. Brilliant man. <laughs> Do you look at her? Does Nesgrim look at no. her? No? You sure? He, he's I'm still standing, sitting on the I'm counter, right? I'm standing in front of him. True. I'm not so, cluing Adrian into... Mm. I don't know what he's doing. What, what was his name? My mentor? Yes. Delowin. And you would wander with him? Oh, yes, he held my hand the first times I journeyed with him out into the dark. He illuminated the way for me, and how I shone in his teachings. Was this Deloin Erevia himself, or something else? He was given the name and chose to discard it when he left the city. Why would he choose to discard something that you find so precious? Because, as in all things, someday the student eventually surpasses his teacher. The gifts he bestowed upon me became my own. And he just kind of like caresses his chest. Like over his over his sternum. I'm very concerned he is not alive. Are there <clears throat> ramifications for forsaking your name? I suppose you could say perhaps not Ramifications, but part of a transaction, you may exchange something in replace for something else. As though there was a new name Delavin sought for himself. Do you know what? Did I know of any name that he had besides Delavin? Any other name? Yeah. I don't believe so. Do you know what name he sought? Make a persuasion check. Ah, persuasion. Oh, I'm good at those. Not good enough. Uh, That is a ten. Ten. Mr. Neskrim. (laughs) How charming you are in your nature. They've done a brilliant job with you. 
Who has done a brilliant job with me? Who indeed, Mr. Desker? Do Who you, hasn't? Do you know something you're not telling me? I know Definitely. many things, Mr. Nesgrim. <laughs> I tasted of your story, remember? The fear in your father's neck. The fear in his neck. Indeed. Specifically his neck. You recall the shadows that bore behind him? Yes. Stretching out. Yes. Can you think of no sign for yourself, Mr. Nesgrim? No sign for myself. You were taught acceptance, were you not? Isn't everyone taught acceptance? Of others. But you must accept yourself, Mr. Nesgrim, for who you are. And who am I? The child knows. The child knows. <laughs> what child? I, I do not have children. No. No, you do not. It's Nina. Ch ch children don't possess any knowledge. They cannot talk. <laughs> Your children don't. They're stupid. <laughs> um. Oh, children possess a most special gift to see. To see. To see what? Your nature. Adrian, it, it seems you may know more about me than you're letting on. Of course. But where's the fun? Adrian, you, you like scaring people, don't you? I wouldn't say I enjoy scaring them. I think there is something magnificent that occurs when a soul suffers. What? Truly changes it. What else do you know that would make me suffer? Oh. And I'm just like white knuckled gripping the bone that I have. Mr. Nesgrim. And he holds his hand out and just beckons you closer. Come. I'm gonna put my arm in front of Nesgrim. I you want to see. We have business to attend to, so unfortunately I'm not able to. No. Unwilling. Afraid. I wouldn't say afraid, more our, preoccupied. Our time is limited. And what is more precious Then, well, you want these herbs, do you not? Oh God damn it, Mr. Nesgrim. Are you suggesting that if I walk with you once more, 
you will give us the herbs. I'm suggesting that. Let us take a moment, if you wouldn't mind. I'd like to discuss that with my friends. Friends. Call them what you may. And he begins to drop the silver coins into his other palm again. <laughs> you just hear them clanking. Oh, uh, one last question. Would you allow me to bring company? Oh, Mr. Nesbitt. God damn it. <laughs> this journey is for... You... And I alone. Okay. Um, what? Not even. <sighs> A fellow student. Oh, oh God, no. <laughs> oh, my. I will feign surprise. Weird! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. what, what? Oh, I knew I smelled him on you. Are all watchers taught by Delowin? Wanderers, rather. All Revias. You could have asked me that. Oh, yes, I could have. <laughs> Are they? No. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> and what did my master teach you, child? Not as much as I would have hoped. Or more than you might know. Would you like to wander with Mr. Nesgrim and I? It um. will be beautiful. Retorted, it seems that in ways outside of our knowledge, we may be connected. So it seems. I think if everyone else is accepting of this payment uh, I'm willing to walk into a vision once more does anyone have any objections good luck thank you Felix I have no objections are you certain that you'll walk back but I do with require with me, I have a better chance answers for payment previously accepted of course, Mr. Yalumlo. And he just stares at the silver in his palm. I will say that... Your vision was quite miraculous and surprising to me. As I... witnessed the death of another. How curious to see you in the snow, Mr. Yalumlo. Curious indeed. Indeed. Quite suspicious for your Not your own 
are you? How do you mean? Never have been. That is what the blood says to me. Not one, but, but two. Two indeed? Yes, Mr. Yalimlo. I suppose you could say that is why I am, you know, Shuamp. Indeed. A noble man. To cherish family the way you do. I hope there was gratitude worth the suffering. I'm afraid I was unable to see if that was the case with my own eyes. And he just picks up one of the silver coins with his other hand and you can see that it's stained around the rims and he just inserts the coin into his mouth and he slowly dra like drags it out and you watch his bits of saliva like drip off onto the ground as all of the blood is now removed from this last uh. coin. I think there is a great sense of appreciation for your circumstances but not just by your brother, Mr. Yathiblo. <laughs> Whatever could you mean? And he just kind of swallows slowly, and he places the coins back behind them, disinterested, just swiping them off the countertop, and you hear them clang to the floor back behind the wood. Oh... They will be so proud of you, Mr. Yalumlo, when you are called home. And you can watch as he just rubs his hand suggestively on the wood right by him in a circular pattern in the area in which the jar was contained previously. The eye is missing? It's not out right now. Gotcha. He only puts the eye out when he has people that need to be watched. You sound like you know who they are. A bargain, perhaps? A family trade filled with Luscious knowledge, ancient secrets and mysteries, trinkets with which we now explore one another's paths. I have been privy to their gifts, their sight, a Mr. Ethier. Remember who taught you, brother? We have both seen a great many things. Yes, we have. 
Mr. Neskrim? Yes? Are you ready? Retora? Take a step forward. My sister. I'm going to uh, tap Retora on the shoulder real quick and just hold out the water skin. Okay. In case you need this. I'll take that. And then I'll mm-hmm. take Adrian's hand. You take his hand. He wants more in the same flat, exposed palm. Permits you to rest your hand in his. And he places his other along the lower part of your wrist over your palm, or over the back of your hand. And he just runs his fingers down all the bony parts of the back of your hand. Oh. Oh, he taught you well. Do you not feel it? I know what I know. Are you certain? No. No, you aren't. There are answers. And he just points back towards the curtain that disguises the door. With me. I suppose it's time. Welcome back to playing, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go on hiatus again, please. I go from like, I have to keep this a secret. I can't let him know to... Mm-hmm. Nesgrim's gonna die again. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, Rator, I suppose it's time for us to... go along. Shall we? Let's go. We're gonna follow Adrian. Thank you, friends. Um, one last question, Adrian. Mm-hmm. Would you mind giving us at least one of the herbs before I go with you? Not that I don't trust you, but... Can you make a sleight of hand check? Sure. Thank you. Oh, Mr. Nesgrim. I can't give you the herb right now. Dirty it hasn't. 20. You do. It hasn't grown yet. Oh, God. Hark, <sighs> Mr. Nesgrim. Lest <sighs> you court the seraph's cry. Adrian, what does that mean? And he <laughs> grips your wrist tightly, Sarah, and pulls you towards the door. I'm Come fo- along now. I'm following. I mean, <laughs> what does that mean? We may not know now, but I'm sure we'll find out. And you two walk over towards the narrow black door, Mm -hmm. he pauses for a moment by his desk, and he once more, with his other hand, reaches down, and you hear the scraping of glass along wood, and he elevates the distended eye in the jar, placing it Mm -hmm. on the counter. I turn and look at, uh, Felix. (gasps) 
And he just pets the top of the jar, the lid. Ugh. And you watch as he drags his finger, scraping along the out of the glass, the outside of the glass. And you hear that shrill, piercing noise. And he just pauses as his hand lays on the glass, and the eye turns towards his palm. Ugh. And you watch as he just shakes. Oh. Your gift. I will always honor you. Come, my friends. Make perception checks, the two of you. Both of us? Yup. Okay. Hey. That's not bad. Okay. 18. 18? Oh, I have to math. 13. 13? You see as he turns his palm back towards himself after he's pulled it away from the glass, kind of like cupping. You can see that in the inside of his palm, it looks like there is a vacuous black circle, like a void, sunk into his skin, as though the skin is missing, but you can see directly into just that dark... It doesn't look like a tattoo. Mm -hmm. It looks as though the center of his hand is gone. And he pulls his hand tightly towards himself and pulls you towards the door. Remember, friends. And that was his right I'll hand? I'll be watching. Oh. That was his right hand? Mm-hmm. I just kind of look rather uh, concerned towards my friends. Uh-huh. I smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go get this over with, man. You watch as he extends his hand onto the door, and he pulls the curtain lightly aside, and instead of opening the door, pulls the curtain out around the three of us, encasing us behind the curtain, and as the curtain goes to close, you see his head just lightly slide out from behind. Thank you. And his head slides back behind the curtain. <laughs> We're both dead. You're never seeing either of us again. <laughs> and you, to hear the door creak open as he inserts his palm onto the handle. And the door shudders and shakes and creaks open. The other four of you do not hear a door. For now, farewell. To you, my friend. Um, uh, John. Yeah. Um, so after he recedes behind the curtain, you say I don't hear anything. Correct. Uh, you do not hear a door or anything like that. So I would probably wait a few seconds and then I'd like to start uh, an internal counter in my head counting the seconds. Okay. Very good. Thank um, you. Right. Paul, if you want to deafen just so you can't hear them, I'll flag you when we're... I guess you'll see us come back in and then you can undeafen. Or just I'll take, just take my yeah. headphones off. That works. Also <laughs> works. Um, quick question. Uh-huh. This is different than how he opened the door before. Yes, it is, DJ. Yes, it it's is. been nice. Yeah. It's been nice. What do you think for your next character? Um, maybe like a, a rogue or something. <laughs> Damn, I was thinking. So a little more sneakier. 
I was thinking a rogue. Damn. So he places his hand, as I said, on the doorknob. The door shudders and shakes. And as he twists it and turns, he pulls the door back towards him. Now, Nesgrim, you had seen the basement before, and I previously described it as a nice dark... Um, a nice dark wood, similar to what we've got on the elevations mm-hmm. on the side here. When this door opens, you see that the wood inside looks wet and rotted, as though bugs curl through it rampantly. What kind of bugs? Like maggots and termites and worms. Oh. Uh-huh. You can see that the staircase that descends down looks as though there are pieces that are fractured and splintered, broken open. You can see that the same thin doorway as at the base of the steps and at the bottom is still a coat rack, but instead of notches of wood, you see that there is an upturned black claw protruding out from the wood. Adrian, have you redecorated? Oh, Mr. Nesgrim, how charming you really are. It is so good to have you home. Retor is definitely shaking. Why do I didn't you... want to do it, I didn't want to do it, I didn't want to do it, I didn't want to do it. Why do you keep calling this place my home? Oh, Mr. Nesgrim, you're still just a babe. Are you not? I'm not, no. I'm middle-aged. I'm a grown man. As you are. And he begins to take slow, methodical steps down the stairs, the floorboards cracking and splintering underneath his feet. Adrian, why is the basement different? Different? This is not the same basement I was in before. Is it not? No. For example, the coat rack was not made from claws. I guess it is time for you to see what truly is here, Mr. Nesquik. He reaches the base of the stairs. I'm going to reach out and just, with my spare arm, just grab... Nesgrim and like lock arms mm-hmm. with him because I don't I don't trust to not be like whisked away somewhere uh, alone. Give me one second I was asked questions It wasn't like this before Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. It's um frightening Yes, Ashtray went into the basement. Yeah. I mean, we need these herbs. Mm-hmm. Yep. After I specifically said never again, immediately, mm-hmm. immediately went there. And last time, Yalumlo threw you under the bus. I threw myself right under. Yeah. You protected your friend. <sighs> if I had gone down here alone. Especially with what the basement looks like now, I was not coming back. Now, he descends the steps and stands on the base in front of the tall, narrow black door. 
And once more you watch as he peels the, the clasps, like the, the knots, the strings, at the neck of his cloak apart, and he pulls it back. And you see once more the same tribal tattoos on his shoulders with the ankh and the curled spiraling bone dagger and the geometric shapes akin to Ouroboros on both shoulders. And he hangs his cloak into one of the great talons of the claw. These claws are big. Uh-huh. Similar to the one from my vision. Correct. And he begins to undo his shirt as well. And he elevates his shirt over him. And as he does, you can see that along his back, beneath the area where the large tattoo of a defiled black claw resides, you can see that his back looks as though there are portions similar in small circles, concentric circles, of these same black vacuous voids in his flesh, as though he is effectively ripping himself asunder. So you can't see through these. These look like voids where you can definitively see into them, mm-hmm. but you can't see anything inside of them. Right. But you can see that there are these spots all over his body on his back. Are you all right? It's all a transaction, sister. One you're willing to pay. Indeed, for his glory. Whose glory? The defiles. And he places his hand on the door. And once more you watch as the door shudders and shakes. And he twists and pulls the door open. DJ, the interior still looks the same. The wood inside here does not look rotting or decayed. Inside is a small Sarah 15-ish foot uh, square foot room. Mm-hmm. Uh, wood laid, same kind of wood. In the front right corner, you can see that there is a writing desk with various implements that remind you of Ethier's belongings. A skull, a brazier, some candles, some small vials with various herbs. Not as spooky as I was expecting. Oh, I haven't oh. finished. <laughs> okay, okay. On the floor in the center of this square room, you can see that drawn in chalk, chalk is a large white circle, mm-hmm. and in the center of it are various geometric patterns and shapes that can join outside, almost like there is a triangular pattern inside that extends out over the circle itself. Like something out of, like, Full Metal Alchemist. Correct, yeah, it's effectively mm-hmm. an Ouroboros, but yes, it's it's akin to, like, an alchemy circle. Yeah. And he stumbles over. You see him glide at first, but he takes a few kind of more... Labored? Less, hmm? Like, labored? A few more labored steps, as though he's shaking and shuddered, potentially exhausted over towards his brazier. Or excited. Could be. And he grabs his brazier. And the vials on top. And he goes over towards the circle and once more sits down in the circle towards the back and begins to uncork these vials, slowly pulling out fragments of herbs and twigs and other flora 
placing them into the brazier. Mr. Nesgrim. Could you... And he pulls from his belt another bone dagger and extends it out towards you. And sister, the candles on the desk, please. Bring me one. And hold one for yourself so you don't lose yourself in the dark. Guess I'll grab the candles. Uh-huh. As she's doing that, I'm gonna yeah, it's, just, it's two little gold mm-hmm. candlesticks on the writing desk. Should I light them? I'll light both of them. If you want to. I'll light the candles. Oh, marvelous. <laughs> Thank you. Mr. Nesgrim. Take the dagger and Do you step into the circle? Step into the circle, take uh-huh. the dagger, and Do you need it. one of the candles? I need a candle, darling. Why do I not get a candle? I You're the candle. one seeing, Mr. Nesgrim. <laughs> okay. Shakily extend the candlestick to him, and he takes the one, and you leave the other illuminated in your hand. Run the dagger across my palm. Across your palm this time? Mm-hmm. And you watch as Nesgrim slices through very slightly the palm of his hand and extend your hand over the brazier, over the herbs. Give it a good squeeze. Gets a good squeeze and rotates his hand and a small spurt of blood sprays down over the brazier. And you watch as Adrian just lurches forward, almost licking his lips. Oh, I should not be greedy, master, you're right. Come inside, sister. Walk with me. He would be so proud to see how you've grown. I guess Nezgrim doesn't give me any indication not to do so. I. Step into the circle. Yeah. Oh my god. Holding your candle. Again, like... Very tightly. Shaking. I... She's... Still standing... Resolute. Yes. Resolved. Retor, I think it's best that whatever I see, there's someone with me. Yes, there will be someone with you. Just, I'm gonna kind of like, just after I hear Adrian say that, just get wide my eyes. Just, <laughs> I think it's time to begin. I have not been down here before. I'll follow your lead. Okay, Adrian. Welcome home. And you watch as he tips the candle into the brazier. Igniting the herbs, florins, and leaves, drenched in your blood. And you watch as everything around you goes cold and dark. The world twisting away like the heat of a horizon off in the distance for you. And Ritora, 
you see standing in front of you a younger Nesgrim, an infant Nesgrim, holding aloft his tiny hands towards his mother, and you see she looks over him, tears streaming down her face, and she falls to her knees in front of him, and he drops his hands towards her cheeks. She rests her hands on yours your tiny, chubby, little, adorable Nesgrim cheeks and pinches. And you pinch back, and you see these little drops of sand sprinkle down like an hourglass from your mother's fingers, down from your chin onto the ground at your feet. Your mother continues to weep silently struggling to hold back the noises. Suddenly coming into focus, you see a hand stretch out, resting on the shoulder of your mother, and in steps Nesgrim's father, placing both hands on the shoulders of his beloved wife. And you watch as he tentatively squeezes for a moment, and she breathes one heavy sob, and looks down at young tiny Nesgrim. I'm so sorry, son. I don't understand. We did what they asked. We did what we were told. You're our boy. Our son. Not his. He cannot have you. And in the distance, echoing around you, you hear these guttural voices echoing in the distance and once more you hear at the crack of a whip and you watch as your mother winces not in pain but in fear and Ritora you watch as tiny little Nesgrim upon seeing his mother wince shakes violently, lurches forward very similarly how to Adrian does with his shoulders rocking over, and you watch these horrific, bony, white wings erupt from the back of this wee babe, and he lets out a horrifying cry. <laughs> and your mother drops her hands in horror and your father pulls your mother away from you and the child
turns towards you, Ratora, and you see vacuous, empty black eyes akin to the hole in Adrian's palm. You see the child's hands twisted like talons, breaking through the palms, the skin ripped asunder, and the child looks at you and turns its head and turns its head and turns its head. Jesus Christ. And halts at a 90 degree angle and its tongue lolls out of its side of its mouth. And the mother crawls towards this child and the father desperately attempts to hold her back. And you hear the voices in the distance, those guttural shoutings suddenly turn to stompings that grow ever so distant away from you. Grow into what? Ever so distant away from you. They grow into what, though? The stomping? Stomping, okay. Yes. Yeah. Stomping loud, and then grows distant. And then you watch as this child's head returns to upright, prostrate once more. And the bones break at the scapula, at the shoulder blades, and crumble and fall to the earth. You watch as the talons inside of the palms recede back inside the hands. You watch as the hands begin to bleed slightly, and then, almost in a cauterizing sense, seal and skin reform. You watch as the mother in horror pulls you close, and you see your mother's face right against yours. Never cry, Nesgrim. Never cry. It'll be all right. I promise. I will cry for you. And you watch as she pulls you tightly to her chest. Ratora, you see tiny Nesgrim coddled in the arms of his mother. She pulls him closely to her chest. And you watch as she nuzzles him to her neck. And you watch as he latches onto her throat. And your vision begins to fade. Mine fades as well or no? Mm -hmm. And you see yourself standing here, violently shaking this candle flickering in your hands. Nesgrim standing here, pale. Adrian, shuddering, I suppose. And you watch as this small little circle begins to form on his ribs. And you watch as he winces slightly in pain underneath his arm. Mm, Mr. Nesgrim, 
Welcome home, my master. Cry for me. Set me free. Set you free from what? This clay is faintly a prison. But God, clay means body. <laughs> Correct. You want me to kill you? Yes, Mr. Neskrim. So you may grow with your friend's help. God damn it, I was right, I am. And he extends the bony dagger towards your hands. Um, Still holding the candle? Barely. When you say grow, what what exactly do you mean? To feed what is inside of you, my master. Accept yourself, Mr. Nesgrim. What is my purpose? Oh, not all seeds are born in the earth, Mr. Nesgrim. Some of them sit inside us. Grow. Am I to... Am I to provide... A host for the defiled. Not a host, Mr. Nesgrim. Have you not understood? In the age of black earth and white bone. Oh, my master will find his home. What? Fuck, I'm considering it. <laughs> don't, don't do it. I can fix this. That's all I've ever wanted to do is fix this. This is how you fix it, sister? This is not fixed. Is it not? You said yourself you don't know what you truly know. The only way to discover is to wander. And he shakes the dagger in your direction. Some gifts can be passed on, darling. You lack a name. 
Would you not choose it for yourself? I think he's offering you the chance to be a Revia. I am not a Revia. Not yet. I have no intention of being a Revia. And the duty lies with you, Mr. Nesgrim. You seek answers. Let me give you one. And he turns his hand with the dagger towards you. You got your price. If I kill you, how will we receive the herbs? Oh. They're growing. Where? And you watch as he just takes his finger and traces along his sternum. Down over his stomach. To his navel. Where do you think they get their names from, Mr. Nesgrim? Not all seeds are born in the earth. Out of character, real quick. Uh huh. I get the feeling that I have. I. You if, cannot kill him. But if I leave here without killing him, he's gonna be super offended. His god just rejected him. That's his problem. <laughs> but it does also solve another problem we had, which is that we wanted to kill him anyway. That was not what we said. <laughs> we never said that. We said he might be a problem. We never said we wanted to kill him. If we kill him, you're... Do you... Do you want to be the defiled? Is that what you want? I don't... I don't know exactly what this entails. However... I don't know that if you kill him right now, you're not going to turn around and kill me right now. If I have control over... God <laughs> damn it, John. Oh. I forgot about the stupid timer. Welcome back. If I have control over it, I will not kill you. Yeah, if you have control over it. Big if, DJ. Back in character real quick. Adrian, how... If I do this, how much autonomy will I... Possess? Yes. You're a strong man, aren't you, Mr. Nesgrim? As a I man who's particularly died no. once before, you seem quite resilient. So you're suggesting I would maintain some autonomy, but not all. I don't know, Mr. Nesgrim. 
And if I choose not to kill you. Choose not to? How charming you truly are. You make to think you maintain choice, Mr. Neskrim. I could just leave. Can oh. you? God damn it. You're not going to let me leave until I kill you. And you watch as he just beckons at the circle around you. Welcome <laughs> home, master. Welcome me. I have been so devoted. So damaged in your glory, master. Do I feel any mental wrigglings? Anything like... No. Not yet. Tick-tock. <laughs> Sarah, I, I don't think I have an option to not do this. There's another option. What's the other option? God. Tick-tock. I'm gonna just reach my hand. Oh god. Oh, my timer's getting low. I'm just gonna reach my hand and try to reach outside of the circle. As you reach outside of the circle, you realize you're standing inside of a magic circle. And you cannot leave the circle. Your hand strikes, as I indicated before, with abjuration schools. Retora, you may want to look away. A I'm barrier. Gonna grab, I'm going to grab the dagger. Oh, and God. To... You reach for the dagger. Mm -hmm. Nesgrim, do you also reach for the dagger? Or do you watch Retora do this for you? Mmm. Uh, 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 I'll let Retora do it. You'll let Retora do it. You reach for the bony dagger and take it from his shaking palm. And what do you do? I'm gonna stab him with it. Where? His... Right here? Kind of like down and inwards? Like... You take the spirally curved bony dagger from his shaking palm and you elevate it in front of Nesgrim and you stab down into the side of his neck. Nes uh, not Adrian. Nesgrim, but Adrian. Yeah. Yes, no. I don't think you're killing him. <laughs> <laughs> Nesgrim's gonna die! <laughs> and you watch as Adrian just smiles. Well nurtured, darling. And you just stick the dagger deep in, and you watch as his head just lurches back, and he grabs at your hand and pulls and sprays his blood all over the two of you. And you hear this harrowing cry echo from outside of the circle in the room around you. And you watch as his form, still smiling, goes limp as his head begins to separate slightly 
pausing right at the center of his neck, and he goes limp, and his arms fall from your hands to the ground at the circle below, staining all of the runes and markings in this magic circle. He watches the blood traces along the lines oh, of the triangle. Oh, it doesn't matter who killed him. That stretches outside of the circle, forming a complete triangle, marking through this magic circle. You feel the ground beneath you begin to slightly rumble as the lining of the wood separates in parts and the magic circle begins to break. And beneath the wood, you see the same desecrated soil that you have been oh so terrified of. I'm going to quickly remove his head. What? Rip. Take my sword and just finish the cut and take his head. I'm going to cast... And put it in a bag. What kind of bag, DJ? In my... You don't have many bags. I'm going to take his fucking shirt and just wrap it in his shirt. Very good. Did his blood oh, hit the ground? Oh, he took a shirt off. Whatever clothing he's wearing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what's Did that? Did his blood hit the ground? Yes. I'm going to cast Druidcraft. Okay. Where where his blood hit the ground. And? Can you create the herbs? That That's... What are you using Druidcraft with? What mechanic of the spell? To grow. Mm-hmm. And you watch as Nesgrim removes his head and stemming out from the muscle, these tiny, glorious red berries begin to protrude as you cast Druidcraft, and it extends back through the blood into his body. And you see stemming out from his navel I forget the description of the other herbs, but I'm going to say the other two herbs stretch out from his navel as though blooming from inside of him. Let's pick these herbs. Uh-huh. I'm also going to keep the head. I'm then... I do have a bag, correct? Like a bag. Yeah. I'm not gonna put his head in my. You can actual put the. Bag. You can put the herbs in the in your bag and hold his actual head. Doing that, I'm also going to. Can I exit the circle now? Yes. You can see that the, because the wood has shattered and the wood has begun to crack and break in between your feet, exposing the soiled, the black soil of the desecrated earth below. You can see that vines begin to slightly wriggle and wrap themselves around the planks of wood and begin lurching towards his body. Um, I think the vines will take care of the evidence for us. Or should we prevent the vines from getting his body? I'm not listening. <laughs> hmm I'm gonna reach out and grab Nesgrim's hands and just frantically look at his hands. At his palms? You grab Nesgrim's palms and turn his hands over. And you see no marking in his palms. Grab his, like his head and just look frantically into search. his eyes. You see no markings on Nesgrim. 
I'm going to look at Rotora's hands. And as you turn Rotora's hand over, you see in the hand that held the dagger, a small black circle in her palm. Very small. Smaller than a penny. Um... I'm gonna, like, rip off a piece of my, like, sure. sleeve and... Wrap your hand. Very good. Tie it off. Uh-huh. I'm also gonna walk over to his desk where he kept all of his other herbs. Mm-hmm. Take them all. Very good. Just, just empty it into my bag. Yeah. The, the vials that he had been using are mostly empty, so I'll say that you'll gain one casting of this ritual from what he had in his remaining vials. Oh, Sarah, how you have nurtured my plans. <laughs> did I walk right into this? Oh, did you... you did. <laughs> this was the episode title, Sarah. Yeah, I know! <laughs> Earlier, when I said, you're the Blythe nurturer, I'm the Blythe, I was right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I had a hat. I would tip it and leave. <laughs> 4D chess, DJ. 4D chess. We should. Um, we should go. Yes. We should. We need to get out of here. You begin to ascend the steps. Mm-hmm. Uh. You hear the lurching of the wood begin to creak and crack further as vines begin to tendril around his ankles. I'm gonna grab the the candle. Okay. Light it and just. Throw it into throw the it. area. Sure. You throw the candle onto the area of his body, and you watch as the hem of his pants begins to spark and ignite, and you watch as the vines in that area begin to recoil almost in horror, and then slap at the flame, attempting to extinguish it. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Is that a nat 20? That's not a nat 20, but it's a 19, so... <laughs> Good thing I have a second candle! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you throw the second candle. I will say that because of the expeditious process mm -hmm. of, like, you recognize what they're doing and you throw the second candle at a different spot, I'll say that you begin to ignite the upper part of his body, at like the waistline of his pants, because, again, he removed the shirt. Mm -hmm. And you watch as Adrian begins to catch fire from the waist. You see the vines begin to crack his feet and still pull him towards the bottom, towards the areas in which the wood is broken. It's obviously not sufficient for a body to get through. You see the wood around Adrian's corpse begin to ignite. Like the whole... Oh, God. Yo, we gotta go. And you see sparks of little spits of flame begin to sput out catching other pieces of wood in the area of flame. I'm so sorry for what you two just did to yourselves. I don't know what We're going to be arrested. Sean. We're going to be arrested for arson. No, it's drastically worse. Think about how you got in here, and think about how you need to get out. The stairs. We have to go now. Run. Just... And you begin ascending the stairs, and you approach the door. What do you do? 
<laughs> you take rip off. off the bandage. Thank you. See, puzzles, they're so much fun. <laughs> and you use the black circle in your palm to attach to the doorknob, and you feel this horrific radiating chill attached to your hand, and you watch as the door shudders and shakes, and your hand shakes. And the door creaks open, and you see the line of the curtains in front of you. Shut that door. You step in together, and you shut that door behind you. And you go to pull the curtain. Now to the DM, is this whole building gonna burn down? I can't tell you. Okay. Genuinely. You pull the curtain. Friends, you may return. We lost Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Was that fun? <laughs> I really wonder what would have happened if I did it. Oh, Mr. Nesgrim. We're lucky you didn't do it. I'm considering the fact that I may be a vampire. Alright, before you say anything, switch, because we want to have a separate discussion. Yeah, that's before. my floor. See you in a couple minutes, friends. God, I need a beer. I Heard need a, a lot of laughs. We'll see them. Maybe we we'll <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not good laughs. <laughs> well, yeah, they relax from you. So yeah. it's... no, they were having a great time. They're so happy. The best kind of laughs. Yeah, no, I'm definitely. Yep. It's fine. Fine. Totally fine. They're fine. I'm so Paul. sorry for what they did. Martell, Paul. You're what? I'm Hello. so sorry for what they did. Oh no. It's gonna be a great episode, friends. Oh no. Yep. So oh. what are we doing up you're, here? You're sorry for what they did? Uh-huh. Oh, oh no. Okay. Walked right into it. <laughs> well then. See so, yeah. oh, that's not good at so, all. Four of you are up here. Okay, so they disappeared, he started setting a mental clock. Correct. That's where we were? Correct. In terms of passage of time, Paul, uh, I would say that you know, if you want to give me the totality, I can give you the totality in terms of the entire length for when they're returning, and then we can decide what we're doing in that space, just because I think that's probably easier. Yeah, sure. sure. They were gone. Um, I mean, uh, I guess, yeah. Uh, if you have a preference, because it's you're the one setting like that idea for the pacing. Yeah, so my, my idea was I was going to count um, probably like for the first 30 seconds Okay. and assume that they've gone somewhere mm -hmm. um, and I would I would like to say into Yalumla's uh, mind mm -hmm. please uh, preoccupy that thing the I? Y yes sure you I'll go, go over, over and, the jar. yeah I'm just I'll, you know I'll give it the same yeah the, the, the I'll give it the business there. again yeah. yeah absolutely and you watch as the eye transfixes on you and begins to like stir and shake almost as though going like back and forth and sure. refocusing and like losing its focus and refocusing it on you almost as though you know obviously intentionally confused sure doesn't understand I'm gonna look at it like I'm confused yeah like what the fuck is this what eye the it's fuck fucking is you? moving <laughs> this is the weirdest fucking you're gonna thing. fucking look at me like that <laughs> okay so Paul um so I, I observed that happening correct correct the, the eye and then Yalumlo doing the doing the little song and dance. Mm. Correct. Um, I, I will walk over towards. Um, I know you said he had shelves with uh, curtains in front of it, right? Correct. Yeah, on both sides. The one side was plant side. The other side was like decaying bodies that he keeps contained in jars. <laughs> I will go to the side that is near the curtain. Uh huh. Okay. So which is that? 
Uh, so because it's on counter, it's effectively in the center behind his desk. So like, it's kind of equidistant. I wouldn't say it necessarily okay. favors one side or the other so much. Even better. So okay. I'll, I'll go to the left. Okay. And I'll kind of start to peer behind the curtains a little bit. Okay. And as I do so, I'll I'll, I'll look over at Yalumlo in the eye. Okay. Are, are they still doing the same? Yes, they're still doing the song and dance. You pull the curtain and you slightly see the jars of what looks like small flora and leaves contained in jars. Okay. Uh, do I recognize any of them? Uh, yes. As those that we have talked about? Uh, not the ones that you are specifically searching for, but there are definitely ones in here that you recognize that are used for spells, for ingredients, if you do not have, like, a, a casting focus. Okay. All right. Um, and as I look back and see Yalumlo in the eye, mm -hmm. uh, the, the curtain is behind the eye, correct? Correct. Okay, I would like to use my special hand okay. and start to peel back the curtain slowly. Sure. You peel back the curtain, exposing the tall, narrow black door behind his counter. Okay. Looks closed. And I would like to then close it as closely as I can to the way it was before. Okay. You close the curtain. Are you quite done? Y yes, uh, I I didn't hear the door open. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, I'm sure it will be fine. I am saying this into your mind. I'm not speaking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll be. Re I can respond into your mind if I pick up that you're trying not to say things out loud. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. I'm sure it will be fine. Do you need me to continue with the? I. No, that, that, that's all I needed. Thank you. And I'll, I'll step away from the, the shelf towards the, the center of the room and mm -hmm. turn to Ether. And I, will, I, I am continuing the count in my mind. Mm -hmm. um, so... I'll say it's been about four minutes by this point. Four minutes? Correct. Okay. So I would guess that they are in the middle of a process. Mm-hmm. Is Discord lagging for you guys? I apologize. No, no it's not. not. You're good. You're golden. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's, it's being a little laggy on my end for some reason. Um, I'll step back from the eye when it seems like he's not doing anything sure. that's Absolutely. noteworthy for yeah, it. Yeah, as you step back and kind of begin to look around again and communicate with your friends a little bit, the eye just kind of like sporadically, hastily turns, concentrates on curtains, and then returns back to staring ahead at the door. Uh, Yalumlo, um, Adrian said some fairly concerning things to you regarding your vision with him. Concerning? Something about, uh, multiple souls uh -oh. of some kind, <laughs> and the fact that he saw you in the snow in the presence when he was wandering through someone else's death. Well, multiple concerning... Things. I don't know about lying in the snow. I imagine he saw the death of perhaps one of those that fell in the accident. That is possible, yes, I, I suppose. That seems the most likely. 
This is the only time I remember lying in the snow recently. So that means there, I suppose, is either another of you that is... Not dead? Not dead, or that or the that he... body was recovered by Adrian or someone and sold to Adrian, perhaps? That would make some amount of sense. He does seem the type to investigate bodies. As far as the soul comment, I imagine he was referring to my Ikora. You sorry? <laughs> <laughs> We're finally hitting it. You want to excuse me? <laughs> it is a, uh, a spirit guardian could of you, sorts. Could you spell that? Spell that? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. You, you, what did you say? My Ikoram. Would you like you, to you make? Have an, a, would you like an, to make an, a roll? An, 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 <laughs> Ikoram. Ikoram. E, uh, it doesn't matter how it's spelled. Yeah. Let me. I K H O R A M. I K H O R A M. Correct. Uh, uh, what, what, what is that? It is like a guardian spirit of sorts. You read books, you have not heard of these? I don't know, John. Go right ahead. Oh, jeez, it fell in the Alright, I need a solid surface. <laughs> Alright. So it's going to be a 15 plus 5, 20. So dirty 20? Okay. So yep. this is a word that is not in a language that you have ever encountered in your studies. So language makes no sense to you. The word meaning itself does not remotely sound familiar. As though this comes from a as you would probably be able to deduce a very reclusive section of the world. Okay. In which either people don't really traverse into, or the inhabitants of it don't typically leave it. Uh, I, I, I am not familiar with it. Nor am I. Um... suppose it is more common where I am from? I suppose so. It is uh, not something that I am familiar with. Um, is that a, a, a normal thing where you come from, or is it something that is simply known? It is uh, part of life where I am from. I do not know if I would say normal. There are a limited number of Ikoram. Do they protect multiple people? Yes. There is more than one. Okay. Uh, um, I suppose you could see it as something of a caste system for my people. Sure, so depending on which of these Ikorums protect you determines your caste? Depending on the presence or not. Ah, I see. Of such a spirit. And that would put you in which of the caste systems then the 
upper or is it the other way around? I suppose you might compare it to an upper cast. I wasn't sure if it was something that might have been frowned upon. Most certainly not. All right. I. It is very curious. Um, hmm. That, that does it speak to you? Not in the traditional sense. In, in your mind? Um, I suppose you could look at it that way. Okay. At this point, I have pulled out my book and I am now writing. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying anything inaccurate, yeah? We're, we're on the same page, you and I? Correct. I would attribute this to, like, kind of like a spirit totem, yes. sort of. Absolutely, okay. for your people. Yes. Mm -hmm been about eight minutes nine minutes if i'm listening in uh -huh. between them talking can i decipher where like if i can hear footsteps above or mumbling from below you may roll for perception um six <laughs> eerily <laughs> silent uh, uh for the yes. sake of we sat out there for like 30 minutes or something like that. Mm -hmm. Would you like to refresh these gentlemen on the other things that were said that they might have questions on? To me. <laughs> uh, in what context? I'm sorry. Uh, his answers to my questions. Oh, so. uh, Adrian specifically to you? Right. Uh, Adrian specifically said that it was extremely strange and mysterious to him that he even saw you in the dream because it's exclusively connected to a family member. It's not like he just sees a random person near you that died. He sees someone specifically connected to your family that has died and that has had a great emotional impact on you or something that leads to the death of someone in the family. So effectively, like, the soul cries out sure. with some kind okay. of suffering, and that's why he said before, like... Yeah, it's, he it's liked, nice when the soul suffers. It's nice when the soul suffers. It effectively enriches the story as far sure. as he is concerned. Um, I'm trying to think of what other elements of the answers that he gave specifically for Yalomlo. Um He referenced why I was in the city. Oh, yes, correct. Thank you. Um, in terms of it being worth it, he hopes that you are here in the city and that what you did got you sufficient gratitude and appreciation for what happened, I guess. Okay. Did I say who it was for? I believe I did. You said family. Family. I wasn't sure if I indicated who specifically or if it mm -hmm. was vague enough in terms of how he would veil it. No, I do think you you did connect it to the Ikorom. Okay. I so, believe. I thought so. Uh, so, yeah. Those would be the things that Adrian would have said that, you know, in my eyes would be the most 
informative or indicative about theoretically why Yalumlo might be in the city of Oshwamp, especially connecting what I just told Paul for his history check uniquely. Okay. Um, what did Adrian mean when he mentioned uh, that coming to the city was worth it for you? Uh, some sort of, of bargain or... Sacrifice? Yes. My brother was to be exiled. From the city or from your from home? From my home. From your home. And I came in his place. That is honorable of you. You must care for your brother a great deal. You could say we are one in some sort of way. In what way would that be? Is that what he was talking about with the multiple souls? I would imagine that that is what he was referencing. My brother and I share any Koram. I see. It's not something that is particularly usual. Between family members? Amongst my people at all. Okay. Um, uh, And what of the vision that he had in the snow he mentioned something about your family uh, and being surprised to see you there I know not what he saw I know what I saw my home the Rava wood and snow encasing my feet and wisps tendrils of frigid air binding my hands as if you were being trapped or dragged not dragged Uh, you were standing held in place like a scarecrow? No. (laughs) (laughs) This is strange. Interpretation. You said you were standing and there was snow and your arms were being held. I... Binding my hands. Yeah. Oh, like bi- this. I see. Okay. Binding, I, thought yeah. you, I thought you meant like... No, not like... <laughs> okay. Like <laughs> this, out. Okay. Oh, uh, so being led somewhere then, perhaps? No. Standing. Standing. In place. Correct. And then the... There was an icicle that descended from my hands and the lines of air. There were eyes, one much like, and I'll point to the eye Mm -hmm. on the counter. Mm -hmm. And then the ice began to crack and I was back in the lovely basement of this establishment. 
That is interesting. Uh, these lines of air, what did they look like? Anything in particular, or just hair, perhaps? Correct. White strands of hair? I do not know what they were. Flowing, perhaps? Yeah, yeah correct. Revolving Swirl. about me? Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I do not know what it means. I paid Adrian for further answers, and it seems I have only received more riddles. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so sorry. <laughs> what, 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 the, the silver? The silver, yes. Mm-hmm. What, what, who, whose blood was on it? My own. Oh. He is a man that requires unusual payment for mm-hmm. his services. Mm-hmm. I did not wish to dodge around the issue. I figured I would get straight to the core of it. Interesting. Um, he seems to have a taste for it. It would seem that way, yes. Much he, like what you described in the cellar. Mm-hmm. He seemed fond of it then as well, yes? No, n- not him. I mean, the other cellar. How do you mean? The tendrils. The tendrils? In Corin's cellar? The basement? Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's true. So they, they lapped after it? After like, blood, yes. Mm-hmm. They, they hungered for it? Mm-hmm. And he... Does as well. Treated the blood like it was a, a, a delicacy, a treat. Uh-huh. I suppose that that makes sense. I mean... It does seem that the people of this city are using the widow's well to consume some portion of those less fortunate. Adrian does seem to be in a similar business. I imagine as a former member of the Aetheros, he would have acquired such a taste. It's concerning. Yes, it is. It's been about 15 minutes. Everyone else okay? Uh, do we recall how long uh, we were down there and Nesgrim, Ether, and Ratura were down there previously? Uh, the first vision was only about two to three minutes. The next one was only about six. This is okay. a very long And we time. would have heard the door, seen the door the last time, the last two times. Correct. Yeah, and we didn't. I'm going to go back over to the eye. Does it refocus on me as yeah, I approach it? as you it? approach it, you watch as it just, like, sentry-esque looks up at you, tilts up and catches your gaze. Um, with my back to the rest of them, mm-hmm. I'm gonna uh, shuffle something out of a pouch at my side. Do you hold it up to it, like contacting the glass? In front of me. In front of you. And I'm going to hold it up to the glass, yeah. And you watch as the iris, like the pupil really fucking narrows in on it, and it lurches towards the front of the glass, 
until the membrane of the eyeball is pressed against it. And then I'll palm it mm -hmm. and shuffle it up into my glove. Mm -hmm. I've spent enough time around these two to become familiar with their scent, right? Like, Absolutely. essentially. Um, do they smell like they're close by? Not remotely. Oh, God. It smells as though their scent halted at the curtain. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. This is, they are being particularly long. Uh, would I have any sense of Ratora for any reason at all? That's true. I have to look at the description to see whether sure. or not it carries over across. Do, do, do you think they're all right? I hate to break it to you, but I've been trying to keep tabs since they've left, and I've got nothing. What do you mean by tabs? I can't hear them and I can't smell them anymore. It's almost as if they are just stopped existing. I don't see anything uh, in the yeah, description. I'm going to extend my nose and try to sniff. It's going to be something <laughs> where I'll have to make a judgment call mm -hmm. on it. Um, I'll permit it to be something where you may make a concentration check. Uh, to effectively see whether or not you're able to maintain it, because it's effectively it's it's a pocket dimension now <laughs> sure. for where they've gone. Oh God! Um, concentration checks just a straight number. Uh, it's it's a con save still. It's Sorry. a con save, so Correct. it's a fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, I'll say that yes, you're still faintly connected. You're able of discerning that she feels incredibly far away from you. Your connection is very tentative and limited. I can tell you that as right now, though, with how long it has been, your connection suddenly feels as though it is back. Sure. Is there anything else you guys would like to do before the curtain opens and we get to have the luxurious moment of them coming back inside? I don't think so. No. Everybody good? I'm going to shuffle up a little closer to eat the ear, like, just behind him, but still obscuring my face in my hood. Okay. I have to call off this button. I don't know if it actually worked. It didn't work. When you oh, okay. It's weird, because, like, the little check mark comes up, so I'm sure the stream deck thing is working. Yeah, but... I'll have to double check and see. Yeah, you can come back, Sarah. Where's Where's our good friend, Mr. Nesgrim? <laughs> the lights didn't change in there, right? We, we knew that you were... Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll have to look at that. We heard John say, was there anything else you wanted to do? Gotcha. Before? Got it. So, Why does uh, DJ just look like he's been in the principal's office? Oh, you can describe <laughs> how the two of you ascend and remove the curtain. So, or would let's you see, how would you... Do it? Um, I feel like this is a very wonderful moment for the two of you. Um, Oh my god, and it's 9.30. Fuck. Who's, who's leading up? You or, or me? Uh, you would be. <laughs> Alright, then it, uh, I come bursting through the curtain, pulling Nesgrim uh -huh. behind me, slamming the door. Do you look okay? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> but pulling him, how do you mean pulling him? Like, like 
Like, uh. like imagine, uh, how can I best describe Are this? there windows in his shop? No. Just at the front. What is the eye doing as they come in? The eye stays transfixed towards the front door. Are, are you okay? Uh, no. We need to go. Uh, I think we should stay here. Uh, I, do you want me to describe how you guys yeah. look? They're covered in fucking blood. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, both of them, as though sprayed out over their chests, their like waists and legs, up over their fucking face. I'm also carrying a bundle. Um, what happened? I yeah, think we should he stay has here. a... Uh, well, you guys would recognize it. Uh, Adrian's shirt drenched in blood about bowling size... Bowling ball size. Bowling ball size, right at his side. Uh, what kind of blood does it smell like? Well, it smells like Adrian's blood. We need to cover the windows at the front, Victoria. I think we should stay here to just tell them what happened. We know we're safe here for now. He keeps the safe. windows what, what, covered. What happened? Uh, Correct. Yes. He keeps the so windows So the windows covered. are not open. Correct. We just Good. need to lock the door. Yes. Correct. Lock the door sure. quickly. Uh, does it? What? I turn and lock it. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. You smell, <laughs> you smell smoke probably too when we come up. Yeah. Um, does it smell like smoke up here? No. Good. Uh, uh, also... Vorce would be the only one who would smell the smoke, and when the door closes, gone. If, if they were I... standing in it, I would smell it on them very Correct. Faintly, you though, smell right? it on, yeah. like, their clothing as though it's residual lingering on them, but, mm-hmm. yep. Ether, I've bought, brought you a present. I'm gonna just collapse to the floor. <laughs> just... Did, did, did you kill him? <laughs> I'm gonna open way. this sack. Yeah, and you see... The severed, cut this way, and curved fish hook up head of Adrian, wide smiling, his eyes roll back into his skull in ecstasy. Neskrim, what the fuck did you do? Well. What did you do? It was me. What did you do? Oh, I'm so fucking happy. It was me. What happened? I'm just like, cold, like. Um, in a heap on the ground, just clutching. Grab a fucking curtain, clean the blood off yourselves while you talk, Christ. Uh, well, you see, uh, we we entered the circle we with got Adrian. The, we got the herbs. Yes, we also got the herbs. And oh, well, that's <laughs> great. wonderful news. Great Very news. good of you. That's why we came here. Really glad we won't have to go into the forest now. Yes. Although perhaps it would be the best place for us to be. Uh, don't worry, evidence is taken care of. Except for the head that you brought back and Uh, the blood on your armor. We'll we'll clean that. Uh, (laughs) Of course. (laughs) We'll just walk right out into the street and clean it right off. I'm sure there's rags I can wipe off with. Rags. So, so, uh, we entered the circle. Um, Hadrian's ritual went as usual. Uh, we had our vision, which we will come back to. That's less important right now. I don't know if that's less important. <laughs> yes, perhaps I think in that's the me. order that the events occurred. Oh, I, I think that may answer best. some questions about okay. why you, I have his head in my fucking hands right now. Fair. Ether, let them explain. Uh, maybe it makes sense. So, yes, we, we can go in the order that things happened. Um, so my vision, or our vision, I suppose... Uh, Briefly, if uh, I could interrupt, are we going to need to get rid of this? Of what, the head? Somehow? I figured you would want it. 
Okay, Perhaps for you, you Ether. Yes, of Watch course. It. I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start peeling it <laughs> while you're talking. Peeling it. We have to, ex you know, speed up the process. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was a baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Only you would explain it this way. This is a great I was place a baby. to start. In, in your oh vision, in, into the future. Into in in the vision. Yes, I was a I was a baby. Uh, my mother pinched my cheeks, and sand fell from her fingers. Um, she then began to weep. Uh, she was crying. Heavily, heavily crying. The seraph, perhaps? Uh, oh, just wait, dog. Uh, I didn't consider that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's... Mm -mm. Keep going. <laughs> so as she's crying, uh, my father's hand rested on her shoulder. Uh, and my mother said, I'm so sorry, son. I don't understand. I did what they asked. I did what they told. You're our boy, not his. He can't have you. Uh, and then we heard guttural voices and the crack of a whip, and my mom winced in fear. Then she said, never cry, Nesgrim. It'll be all right. I will cry for you. There's a big part you're skipping. The visualizations of you. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> the cry of the seraph. Lest you court the seraph's cry. I don't think... Uh, s s we'll come back to that. Uh, so, um, yeah, as a baby, um, <clears throat> my eyes turned to pools of black. I sprouted two white skeletal wings from my back and turned my head 90 degrees, looked at... <laughs> like that? Like yeah. an elf. Yeah. Hmm? No, no. Like yeah, a, horizontally, like... A... like... Uh... <laughs> Very like, 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 like an owl. Like, uh -huh. Not like a, not like an owl, but like a clock. Yeah. Yes. So, um, that that happened, and then uh, there there were stomping sounds around us that slowly faded and became less loud. Um, it the my baby that me as a baby looked <laughs> me baby <laughs> looked to Ratora and turned my head uh, before letting out a gross. Ratora was there or just in the vision. <coughs> Ratora was like an outside observer. Okay. And yes, uh, and then I let out a gross guttural cry that only that I can't mimic. John, would you mind? Like that. Great. Like that. <laughs> um, do that? He yeah. tries. Does his best. Yeah. Not great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the vision ended. Uh, mm -mm, mm -mm, mama. Nope. Mama. Did you forget? Oh, yes. The whole reason this whole thing happened. Yes, the most traumatic part. Mm -hmm. And then my mother lifted my baby body and... <laughs> Held it up and I latched onto her throat. With your hands? Okay, great. What? Uh, with the with your teeth? Well, uh, the, the wings? Mm -hmm. Oh, what's my mouth? I'm you're, gonna... also, you're also forgetting bursting oh, through yes. your palms. Yes, I also had. Bla I, there's a lot, man. I know. <laughs> uh, black holes appeared in my hand. Uh, and claws grew from them. Defiled black ones, perhaps? They were black, Oh, yes. great. <laughs> Good. Uh, 
walk over to Bloody Nesgrim and lift one of his uh, one side of his upper lip and check his fangs. I mean his teeth. <laughs> regular <laughs> regular Nesgrim teeth. I'm it's gonna get worse. Um so following my vision, our vision, I suppose. Uh, we were back in the circle with Adrian. Um, and he turned and said, Welcome home, my master. Uh-huh. And then held forth a dagger and asked me to kill him so that I may grow. Said not all seeds are planted in the ground. Um, and while struggling to decide, um, Ratura took the dagger and stabbed him instead. What? Why? <laughs> uh, we Why did you do that? We're not convinced that if I had done it, I would have maintained myself. I asked Adrian if I killed him, how much autonomy I would retain, uh, and he seemed to find that funny. So I oh, so none, okay. I presume none. Right. Um, and after my last vision, where my mother said he will not be thrall to the defiled, I can right. only imagine if I had done it, I would now be thrall to the defiled. Probably. Ritora would be dead. And Ritora protected me by killing him instead of me. Uh, the alternative is you just neither of you stab him. Oh, right. Uh, I also... <laughs> is there more? Before I... Before Ratora stabbed him, I attempted to remove my hand from the circle and could not. We were held there. He wouldn't let us leave. We, we had to kill him or we would have been prisoners. Uh, Presumably. The him. visuals on his body is something I would also make sure that you mm-hmm. include oh, for those, descriptions to were them. Were those not included last time? No, they did not mm-hmm. see it. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. This is news to me. Correct. He was also covered in holes. Okay. Like see, see-through? Black voids on his body. Holes to nowhere? Yes, uh, it was just black. Um, you could see inside of it, but there was nothing within. After the vision, not before. He Both. previously <clears throat> just had a giant tattoo on his back. He had many tattoos. He did not have these holes as you guys were in the basement with him before. And following the vision, we watched another <clears throat> one form on his body. So it. I imagine these uh, things that he mentioned he was trading in exchange for whatever he is doing there clearly I think so yes taking pieces of himself I think so why so many in such a short time uh, why not before perhaps he was forced by somebody or oh what um, has changed <laughs> Ether, you also entered the basement once before uh, he opened the door differently. Uh, I don't know if you all caught this, but... We did not hear a door. He had a is relevant. black hole in his hand. Um, mm-hmm. And he opened the door with it. Mm-hmm. And you remember what the basement looked like before. It looked similar to like this over here. Yes. Uh, the wood was rotting and wet. 
with bugs crawling throughout. And you remember the coat rack at the bottom of the stairs. I do. The pegs were replaced by black claws. Great. So I think he was hiding them from all of us at first. I would say so. Um, so, Speaking of holes. (laughs) So he's no longer alive. You have a peeled skull. I gathered as much. And the herbs (laughs) grew from his body. Oh. Okay. Uh, Excuse me. What? We got them. The bloodberry grew from his throat, uh, and the other herbs grew from his navel. Okay. Well, I'm not going to do that specifically. I was also able to grab the herbs off of his desk. That is helpful. I have Uh, enough to recreate his ritual once. Okay, well, uh, we will have to be very specific with what we choose to do, and uh, I suppose, hopefully, I don't turn into a fucking garden. Shouldn't. Probably not the first time. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Rutora, would you like to share your side of what what took place? You, there's uh, smoke, uh, too. B- b- before, before you start, <laughs> I, I just start laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> he is cursed. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I told you. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, Paul, what's cursed. that in the jar? <laughs> what? 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 what, 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 what for, uh, uh, but before, Victoria, you tell your side. Uh, maybe we should start to collect all of his things and, and make it look as though he left in the night. That is probably uh, Yeah, that's a not a bad plan. idea. Uh, or at the very least, hide it in the the, the creepy basement, maybe? I, I don't know. Oh, I don't I think, don't we, think should we should go ahead, back in Sarah. that basement. Um, Why? When... <laughs> I might have done something. <laughs> so, so, something else? More than killing him and cutting his head off? Cutting his head off was me. I, I wanted to bring that for <laughs> oh, you. Thank I you. just love the idea of mesmerizing it. I, I cut the head off. <laughs> I cut the head off. <laughs> I killed w- Wouldn't that count as completing the, the r- ritual or, or whatever? Yes. Yes, it does. Okay. Yes, it does. Um, so what is it that you did? You just show them. And she exposes her palm, and you see in the center a small black... <sighs> void-like circle about the size of a penny maybe a little bit smaller how exactly did that come about uh before she can answer that question i'm gonna snatch that jar with the eye off the table yeah i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna smash the jar and i'm gonna destroy this eye like i destroyed the other one yeah stab Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm You yep. stab, stab into the eye. Smack, 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 stomp, smack. You pulverize it against the wall, and you watch as it squishes and disintegrates <laughs> and sludges out over the ground. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it make any noise? It does not. not. Okay. And you uh, do not hear anything in the area. Adrian called me his master and made it seem as though... I asked him if I would be a host for the defiled, and he said, not a host. 
So you just are the defiled, then? I think if I had killed him, I would have become the defiled. I think. That is a very... strong interpretation. There was a circle on the ground. When his blood spilled, it opened up. And you put your fucking hand in it? No. Yes, where did this come from? Presumably, when I killed him. In exchange? That is what I think, yes. Do you want to tell them what you were offered? I was offered a title. And this title is? He never told me. But it was... Oh, is this 4D bullshit? Implied that it was... (laughs) Arivia. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to rush over to Retora's hand. Mm -hmm. And and open her palm. Not not forcefully. And I will try to, I guess, stare into this penny-sized hole. Yeah. As you look at it, it looks as though it would be the... Beginnings of a void... Beginnings of a void, so mm-hmm. in terms of schools of magic, would I be familiar with it? Would it just be completely foreign? Uh, I mean, in terms of a school of magic, I would say because it is changing something, I would say probably most closely associated with transmutation. Okay. Because it is a change that's occurring. You may want to get a glove. I have already. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wrap it back up. Uh, There's also vines down there. In the... Are you able to open the door as he did with your hand? That's the only reason that we were able to get out. Perhaps we should just open that and throw all of his things down the stairs? No one will find them there. Because if they are somewhere else, it will appear as though he has left. If we plan to hide things by opening the door again, perhaps... The fewer times, the better. I agree. We should move everything. You have everything. a vision. Uh, yes, uh, to we take should care of. do this first, and then we can dispose of the remains. As I just point to the sloppy of, of skin and blood on the ground. Mm-hmm. We Starting may be- have. <laughs> There's more. There's- uh, uh, there we- were some candles down there. <laughs> And some widow's wail. Is that why the smoke then? <laughs> so you burned an unknown location through a portal. I didn't know it was a so portal. So there is a fire somewhere <laughs> containing the headless body of a man. Well, I mean, vines. it is a fire. It probably does not contain the body is gone. The, the body vines any it. longer. Okay. The good news is the fire will eventually go out on its own. If the vines have taken the body, perhaps the sooner the better with your vision, Ethier. Yes, I think so. Uh, the question is, is it my vision or is it Adrian's that you wish me to perform? I would remind you that Adrian's is specifically correlated to a family member. Okay. And living people. I don't know. I'm just saying that because yeah, I don't know what right. you guys want to discover. I, I I think it's best if you do your, your vision. 
I would also rather save the single time that we are able to use whatever he is doing to answer some question about all of you that you may have. I and agree. I may only have one attempt at it. I have not done it before, and it could kill me. As long I also as you don't acquire these holes, perhaps I've... more than once would be tolerable. I also thought you would appreciate the opportunity to refuse Adrian passage across. I am not certain what I will do in that scenario. He does bear my name. His methods are unorthodox and at the moment seems extremely questionable, especially given that I hold his head in my hands after he made you kill him. But everyone deserves a chance to explain themselves. I always ask people before I make my decision, and he will get the same regardless of whether he deserves it or not. It is only fair. I get the full picture before I make my choice. That's, that is fair, yes. I'm also not certain which he would prefer. He might prefer to wander endlessly with other souls. True. That seems to be his life's work. It's possible he could do some sort of damage being experienced with that place. True. I have much to consider and very little time in which to consider it. I just start pulling out my things. Mm -hmm. I'm going to grab Felix, who I suspect will have more knowledge about some of the things in this room, mm -hmm. and we can start going behind these curtains and seeing if there's anything worth taking. Mm -hmm. Yep, and I start peeling all the curtains back yeah. with my mystic hand, just yep. yeah, revealing everything. Mm -hmm. Which one would you like to do, Dom? I will do mine with my herbs. Okay, so you want to do the vision, or do you want to do the interaction in terms of guiding across the river or not? Uh, I want to do the vision first and then... The guiding across yes. the river? Yeah. <laughs> Come to him, Don. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> See, now I'm convinced that we're playing into your trap. Well, of course we are. What do you mean? You definitely activated we your trap. Absolutely card. did. Uh, uh, so, so I have a quick question. Are yes. we um, are we ending soon? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. going to be within the next five minutes. It's realistically, it's going to be the beginning of this vision. Okay. okay. So, uh, as you begin to perform your vision, uh, your ritual. And you again lower your herbs into the skull around Adrian. And you ignite your brazier and you inhale the smoke. You find yourself standing again, Adrian looking upwards around him in this black vacuous space. He looks younger, like a teenager. You can see that in his hands are dozens of stacked books. You can see that he looks up almost adoringly at this figure that you cannot see. And he holds his books in one hand and he extends his hand out up towards this figure that clearly indicates that is taller than him. Yeah. And you watch as something grips along his wrist and you watch this blood trail down 
young Adrian's arm from the area in his wrist. From where it's being gripped? Where it's being punctured, almost. Oh, boy. Very similar to what happened for Nesgrim's father in Nesgrim's vision. Yeah. As though it's encompassing A his claw. hand down his arm. And you watch as he just giggles. Anything you ask of me, my master, I will guide all of them to your river. Oh, God. And we will conclude that. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What have There's you a been bad doing? Guy. <laughs> How many bad guys do we have in our party? I count three. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I just joined your group, yeah, and right. now I'm getting lumped in with murder. <laughs> I wasn't counting you, but now I am. Let's go. Oh <laughs> just go. I gotta go back to the guild. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> y'all have a good time. John. Hold on. I'll, I'll let us. Let me sign us off first. Uh, friends, thank you guys very much for uh, watching tonight. Uh, it's great to be back. It is really good to be back. But <laughs> Poor DJ. She's dying. Come back strong. Yeah. Um, so we'll be back tomorrow for something very different. Uh, with Princes <laughs> of the Apocalypse at 5 o'clock Eastern Time. If DJ's mind can handle if it. If DJ's mind can handle it. Uh, and then... Um, That'll probably be it for the week for, for this channel, but DJ and I will be streaming on our respective channels over the course of the week for various things. Um, and then next week we'll be back on Tuesday with Oshwamp at 6.30 again uh, with Princes on Wednesday. And then next Sunday we will be, not this upcoming Sunday, the next one we'll be starting DJ's campaign, mm -hmm. which is very mm -hmm. exciting. Um, so we'll be, we'll be getting back to it. Uh, mm -hmm. So thank you guys very much for watching. Thanks for your support and the follows and bits and everything. Love you guys. And we will uh, see you tomorrow. Good Bye, night. everybody. Bye, friends. Bye. Goodbye.